0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Long Run Podcast. This is Adam, and I'm joined by some of my favorite people in the entire world. It's been a long time. I know that y'all been missing us. I know that we didn't do a review on the Batman, or on Boba Fett, or on all these other stuff that I probably <laughs> should have done. But your boy was busy. Everyone gets busy in life. It's okay. We're back now. And joining me today is a cast of podcast veterans that, you know, you know some of them, and you love a lot of them. Uh, but there's one person that is making their return after six years, and I couldn't be more excited to have them on the show once again. And today, we're going to be go- talking about the latest entry in the greatest saga ever told. Uh, but before we get into all that, got to introduce who's coming in. We, of course, have Diego, a.k.a. Storm Soldat, the former esports manager at JStorm, an all-around Dodo social media master. Haven't seen this guy since Star Wars Visions. How are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing good. I had a nice, relaxing day. Mm-hmm. I, I had some introspection on myself and on Obi Wan, wow. both related.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> so, so it sounds like you've done some some meditation was it good. Anything you wanna drop some little updates for people? And since they haven't seen you in a while, anything?
1: Uh, I mean, nothing really new. I've just been chilling, like occasionally
0: doing uh some stuff for Beyond the Summit, um, mm-hmm. and then just playing WoW. Well, <laughs> so... You've been chilling, man. You've always been chilling. And of course, uh, you know her, you love her, a podcast favorite, the only person who actually knows what they're talking about. And she just graduated, and now she's the production coordinator at Riot Games, doing nothing but big moves, making big, big moves. We haven't seen her since Cobra Kai season four. It is Abby. How are you doing today?
2: Hello. May the force be with you, Adam.
0: Oh, my goodness. May the force be with you too, Abby. It's great to have you <laughs> back on. How are you doing?
2: uh i'm good i'm playing a lot of fire emblem
0: okay okay that's
2: kind of my life
0: uh-huh, <laughs> right uh-huh.
2: now i watched boba fett i watched obi-wan mm-hmm. i had a bit i binged the boba fett before this show i was not watching it
0: <laughs> it's okay I, I i was late to boba fett too
2: okay i feel good
0: <laughs> and the new job is treating you well you seem really really happy there we
2: love it yes love riot we're doing oh. great stuff uh, great company Learning a lot, doing good things. I really like video games.
0: Video yeah. games are great. I'm yeah. um, so I'm I'm I, I've already told this to Abby many times. I'm just so happy for you. You you deserve everything. Abby, I
2: appreciate so. you, Adam. I,
0: think I appreciate really cool. you too. I I appreciate <laughs> you too a lot. Okay, and finally, the prodigal son returns after six years. He's changed the game in L.A. We haven't seen this man since Rogue One, a Star Wars story, 2016. It is Jason, dude. I I don't even know where to begin. How are you doing today? What have you been up to? Let the people know what you've been up to before we get into this review, man. It's been so long.
3: Well, I got to say, I start with uh, it's an absolute honor. Uh, yeah, it's been since Rogue One, which I when you told me six years, it kind of blew my mind that time has gone so fast. Um, I Since then, I've moved to LA where I uh, have been a, com- a comedian slash comedy show producer. So if you guys want free shows and free drinks, you come to LA and hit me up and we'll we'll laugh and drink together, you know? right on
0: <laughs> hell yeah man I, dude jason of course it's an honor to have you on and i'm sure you're going to talk more about that at the end when it comes to shout outs i'm sure the people want to follow you and see what kind of yeah, all the work that you're doing i know i'm definitely going to check it out once i'm in la again uh because I'm, I'm definitely was, was a little bummed that i missed it out the last time i was there
3: no no don't 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 be silly Oh, so,
0: Jason, well, it's going to happen. Don't worry. So today we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan. Uh, it's a big subject because Star Wars is always kind of a big subject. But before we get into that, I think it's super important that we kind of just establish where all of us are. So I'll, I'll start off with Jason just because it's been a while since we've heard from you, man. Obviously, last time you we were here, we talked about Rogue One. I, I guess, like, you know, uh, it's been a couple of years. How has your opinion on Star Wars changed, particularly the Disney era? And, and I guess the prequels, right? Because Obi-Wan is is so much of it is is uh, a love letter to the prequels in that way. So uh, just tell us a little bit about how you feel about Star Wars nowadays in particular.
3: Uh, the current status of Star Wars. Well, I guess I should probably start with that. I actually like The Last Jedi, Sans Canto Bite, which I know is a big chunk of it. But if you really take that out, I it's a good movie. Yeah. I... To say. Um, <laughs> <I don't... laughs> the bite was it's a lot it's a big bite to take i get it um but um i do like last jedi so i know i'm probably in a weird camp here but um, sure. overall i feel like there has been a steep decline mm-hmm. um i am a fan of the prequels even more so now and we'll, we'll talk about that later because i rewatched two and three just recently and i watch a lot of youtube retrospectives i've actually been okay. in like it coincided with this it was perfect because i guess obi-wan came out a lot of youtube retrospectives came out and um i kind of went a deep dive with a lot of those and it made me like just love and appreciate certain things like fucking uh are we allowed to curse by the way yes totally oh, okay you um hating christians in performance perfect uh uh-huh. dang thing about hating christians well we'll definitely talk about
0: that later trust me i agree so keep going
3: fantastic um but yeah uh overall i'm not happy with the current last since uh return of skywalker what was the last rise, one? Of, skywalker. rise, rise of, skywalker. of skywalker rise of skywalker rise of skywalker onward not really mm-hmm. a fan uh, mm-hmm. i do like mando season one though
0: mm-hmm yeah okay all right all right I, I i respect all of it for sure and and uh for those of you who, who want to go back you can hear our five hour review on star wars the last jedi if you're that curious uh, <laughs> it was it was five hours uh it, it, if, if you if you're really bored and just have nothing else better to do you can hear literally it was like a room full of people give an entire review scene breakdown of, of that movie but anyway uh, regardless uh uh We'll we'll go to you, Abby. You know, you were here for Star Wars: Visions. You talked a little bit about how much Star Wars means to you, especially growing yeah. up. Um, I know that you've you've uh, you know you're a big Star Wars fan, Abby. But I yeah. guess <laughs> there's there's been a couple things since Visions happened. You know, uh-huh. uh, and and I'm I'm super curious to hear kind of like where you're
3: at with the franchise now.
2: I'm tired, Adam.
3: <laughs> same here. Same here. Oh boy, this is I gonna be love- a great review.
2: I love lightsabers. I love the force. I love little green Yoda. But you know what? I just I feel like I have fatigue. And I think that is so sad to me because like we were talking even about this podcast and I was like, you know, it's like Disney is I don't to run the gambit when I'm like not excited to almost talk about one of the things that like used to make me like super excited all the time. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that that's a very broad paintbrush statement, but I, mm-hmm. I have to say, Obi-Wan, not so much Boba Fett, but Obi-Wan in particular, I think, did a really good job for me, at least, of I think this generation, we have on this podcast, we have a lot of 20-somethings here. So that prequel generation, where we grew up with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that as our franchise, even more so than the original trilogy, I thought it was really powerful. Um, and so I I did have a blast with Obi-Wan few things to change here and there, but overall i it was very interesting the amount of nostalgia of yes. like the 2000s core but it somehow just like seemed to bring out
0: yeah yeah i i there's there's a lot to to definitely uh we're focus on there because i definitely agree with you about like you know just being our generation growing up the prequels and how that impact impacts like how we view star wars in a yeah. lot of ways um <clears throat> i'm definitely keen to dive in onto that but Let's, let's let's go with you, Diego. I know you had some pretty strong feelings on Book of Boba Fett. Um, and I I remember uh, when Kenobi was premiering, I unfortunately saw a little bit later. You were always asking me like, "Oh, did you see the episode? What happened?" And unfortunately, just because I wasn't keeping up, I couldn't really you know uh, talk to you about it. So, I I guess like where are you at with Star Wars now? Because you've been you know between Bad Batch, between uh, Rebels and Resistance, and and Mando and and. Now book of boba fett and kenobi it's been kind of all over so what well, where are you at the moment
1: I have opinions Still. Uh, right so, so i i think i think my my biggest uh like the angle i want to draw from or the the angle i want to look at things from is like how i view star wars is the movies are the most inferior uh media of star wars interesting okay not, not by not by like a massive margin okay but i think i think video games are like far and away the best way to interact with and it, like enjoy star wars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um and you know why because i, I think like like kodo kodo 2 for example i think is like an amazing deconstruction of like what makes star wars good and bad right um and on that note, one of my favorite YouTubers actually, like, just did a review on Codor 2 and brought something up about how um, something, like, people who are, like, affected by the prequels, like, negatively and positively. Um, and I think that a lot of that, weirdly enough, ties into the conversation about Obi-Wan, because it is very aimed at the people who enjoyed the prequels, right? Right. Um. And there's, like, this, like, weird um what's the word like pessimism when it comes to like anything prequel related for for a lot of people especially people that grew up with the original trilogy right so it was very weird for me my like my dad and i like we're both opposite ends of the spectrum right like my dad like is is a sequel or not a sequel um like like huge fan of the original trilogy right and just like despises not despises the prequels but like does not appreciate them like the way like abby is saying like us this generation of people does Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and i thought it was extremely strange how my dad actually liked obi-wan way more than i did huh Um, okay and and i think this has partly to do with like the, the perspective i've had of like I have access to way more Star Wars media than he does, because like, mm-hmm. I need to get him to watch the shows, right? And he's just, like, not played any of the games since the fucking MMO from to, to, 2003. Star Wars right? Galaxy...
0: Sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, Galaxy is amazing, by the way. Like, <laughs> nothing has come close to it. Anyway, um, to, to you know, to encapsulate all this together, um, I thought it, it was a waste of potential, Obi-Wan, mm. overall. Mm. And I think, I think overall with with Disney Star Wars, I will say I actually very much enjoyed The Last Jedi. So you're not alone, Jason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I, I, I 100% agree. I I don't like the only thing I remember from Kanto Bite was like the horses, just like running over the casino. I don't remember jack shit about it. Besides the kid, I thought I thought the actually like the ending shot was actually really cool.
3: I thought that they never went back into. They never. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I think like a lot of The Last Jedi looks worse in hindsight because sure. rise of skywalker didn't do anything with it uh-huh. and also the movie on its own is just worse as part of a trilogy because their trilogy was not planned out ahead of time
3: exactly right. they retconned it oh yeah yeah retcon on a retcon on a retcon right
1: yeah and but, like before i go off on another tangent I, I think like again it's so it's weird how divisive this is because like my dad fucking hated the last jedi and was and like cheered in in Rise of Skywalker when they undid I mean he still thinks a lot of Rise of Skywalker shit but he was like okay. he he like cheered when like Luke, Luke caught the the, the, the lightsaber saber. yeah and he, he's like yeah this is how you re- like you're supposed to treat it with respect oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah, you missed the whole point of what all that was about Anywho, th- oh, there's yeah. like I, I i think like Disney Star Wars is has like these glimpses of brilliance right mm-hmm. where it's like they'll they'll do a thing and just like go nowhere with it and, and I think that happened in Obi-Wan specifically like six times. Like once in each episode, actually. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll go into more detail, but wow. I, I have like a lot of to- uh, a lot of thoughts and like this series and, and Boba Fett. Boba Fett just left a horrible aftertaste. Right. Um, this series left like a weird one. Like I liked it and I wanted to like it, but it just like didn't do enough for me. Wow.
0: Okay, so so this is going to be a really interesting discussion because it seems like we've got people who like The Last Jedi, people who have different opinions on, on where Star Wars is. I think what Diego said about uh, how the movies are the worst former Star Wars media is a, certainly a hot take, but having talked to Diego pretty in-depth about this stuff, I can I definitely see where he's coming from. For me, what what I'll say is um, the Disney Star Wars era has certainly been a, a mixed bag, to say the least. Uh, I, I love Mando. I, I think it's great um you know rogue one is one of my favorite star wars movies of all time i saw that with like so it's just amazing one of the best third acts i've ever seen in a movie hands down so good um i think jedi fallen order is actually one of my favorite games of all time too not i think it's the best but i really enjoyed playing it um and honestly i think that the the best stories that have come out of the disney star wars era have nothing to do with uh, uh, uh any sort of show or movie it's actually the comic books all three darth vader series are actually phenomenal uh, the Star Wars series by Jason Aaron is great and the Lando miniseries is probably one of the best Star Wars stories ever told um, and so it's a very very mixed bag and and I think that um that's part of why it seems like Star Wars in general today is so polarizing among uh, fans and and in, in both new and old like we were talking about before so many differing opinions and certainly after Book of Boba Fett I was like all right guys you know what I, I don't know about this no more you know like I I I was definitely pretty disappointed uh, about it. Um, but then I saw the trailer for Kenobi, and I was like, hey, you know what? It was, it was like that scene from Rick and Morty. Like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Um, I remember I, us
1: having the same reaction, Adam. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, before I watched the trailer, I'm like, I have zero expectations. I'm gonna be disappointed. Yes. yes. And then we watched it, and I'm like, I they fucking got me. Yeah. <laughs> like do the do, like I I fall for the shittiest bait. They just play like, duel the fates. And, and like you said, it's it's like the Rick and Morty clip.
0: Like, exactly, exactly. Which I mean, they oh,
3: never used.
0: I know, don't, don't... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, there's a lot. There there was a lot, right? And so going through the show, I was really <clears throat> cautiously optimistic uh, about it, right? And of course, as always with all of our reviews, full spoiler warning, that's what we're always going to be talking about when it, when it comes to our reviews. So if you haven't seen Kenobi and you don't want to be spoiled, definitely don't uh, watch this review, listen to this review, whatever. Um... But like you know, going through the show, right? There's everyone's trying to figure out w- what is next for Disney Star Wars, right? There's no movies on the horizons, right? All it is is it's going to be about uh, the the shows on Disney Plus. Uh, uh, we know that Taika Waititi is making a movie, but that's not going to be happening for a while. So it's all about these live action series. And and sure, everyone loves Mando, but Book of Boba Fett was really, I would say, their first really big misstep when it comes to Disney Plus content. Because near universally, I would say Mando season one, and season two were, were loved by the fans, which is definitely not something you you heard since maybe Rogue One in terms of praise. So it, it was a very, very unique kind of situation when it comes to, to to Lucasfilm and in developing this story, it actually came out of, my understanding is that it came out of the era where they're trying to make all these uh, a spin-off Star Wars movies, right? we got Solo and Rogue One they're going to make an obi-wan movie you know a star wars story but because of the uh, lackluster performance and seemingly middling reviews of solo they decided they would go away from the movies and, and kind of just like remake it into a series and i think uh in a lot of ways you can kind of see the the dna of that I, I'll, I'll be honest i think that the show is a little too long it feels like there's a lot of filler in some points so certainly okay. i could see where, where that kind of comes from but Uh, In doing that, though, they actually chose Deborah Chow, who directed some of the best episodes of The Mandalorian, to direct this entire series, every single episode, which I think was a pretty cool idea in terms of giving everything a a, a distinct identity instead of having multiple directors on the series. Um, But I guess, like, one thing I'd love to ask all of you when it comes to, I guess, that approach and kind of thinking about Obi-Wan was before we even get into the review, is like, is this actually a show that any of you wanted? Were you saying, like, you know what, like, I really need to see something about obi-wan your boy uh ewan mcgregor is one of my favorites i need to see more of him like is this really what you were looking for when it comes to star wars
2: if we gotta say something i think talking about that space in between revenge of the jedi and a new hope you're like okay so ben goes off to tatooine and he's in his cave for right. how old is luke at the 19 he's in yeah. his cave for 19 years cool right What's going to happen? I remember literally DMing you and I was like, what? Because you have these, (laughs) but you have these parameters, right? Of the constraints of the world. So we know where he's going to end up and we know where he starts, but we don't know what happens in between. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where Obi-Wan, I think, had the fun of it. And I, I guess that was, I have to say, but I, at first I I was a little incredulous because I do think, I was like, okay, he's going to end up back in the desert. Like what is, what is going to happen in that space? That's going to like shock and awe. And I think I was pretty... I was along for a
0: fun ride. Okay, all right. What, what about you, Jason? Was this something that you were really hungry for?
3: Um, I was like, I I was and wasn't. But does uh, anyone a toy collector here, action figure collector? I'm anyone? not,
0: unfortunately.
3: Anyone here? Because oh, I'll show you my room, but I don't want to be embarrassed. But there was uh, a <laughs> Toys, which is like um like one six scale, so like twelve inch sure. figures. They made this one line called, like, Myths or something. This was before Disney. Oh, Disney Star Wars. Disney acquired Star Wars, but it was before any of the real product came out. Okay. And they made this one uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi where it's called Myths, and it was Obi-Wan in between Revenge of the Sith and uh, uh, Force Awakens. Oh, not Force Awakens. No, I, A sorry, new, I, hope, new, I, hope, I new Hope, A New Hope, A New Hope. No, <laughs> not, not Force Awakens. And not a Force was... Awakens. <laughs> this is a big gap. <laughs> and it was a really cool um, mixture of uh, – of uh, Ewan McGregor and I'm forgetting Alec Guinness, Alex Guinness. Guinness yeah. yeah. And uh, a combined of them. And it was like this really haggard Obi-Wan. And he's got like a bunch of like equipment on. And he looked like a badass, but he's also like in hiding. Like there was like a lot of myths of like, what's going on here. He had like pieces of a stormtrooper on him. But yeah, he was a general, but like he had like mm-hmm. a stormtrooper helmet on his like waist. And you're like, what? It, it added a lot of questions of like, what has he been doing in between that time? And ever since seeing that figure, I never owned it, but ever since seeing it, I was genuinely, genuinely curious of like Mm -hmm. where it would go next. Um, And then when they announced that it was going to be a series and the way that things have been going and yeah, like uh, Abby was saying about the parameters, there's a lot of things they can't really encroach on to keep continuity. And I don't think Disney cares about continuity anymore there. And I'll get into it later. I'm that's my biggest complaint with the show is the implications that this has on Obi-Wan as a person, because this kind of ruins him for me, to be honest. He ruins okay. his whole, yeah, his whole being and wherewithal, completely gone. Um, that's how I feel about that. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. All right. Well, that that's definitely a really really unique perspective. Uh, Diego just posted some of the the pictures of the figure in the chat. That's actually a really oh, really right cool. On. I'd never seen that before. Abby, that is, or excuse me, Diego, dope. go ahead. Uh,
1: shit.
3: Thanks for sending that.
1: I I had a. Yeah, no, I I was really curious. I'm like, I gotta find this. <laughs> but I, I I had a thing and I forget. But echoing what Jason said, um, I I, I, I empathize with that. I don't agree with it a hundred percent, but I do agree that this kind of like changes how you view Obi Wan, uh, because I I think like uh, uh, we'll talk about it. I'm sure like in the first or second episode, whichever one it happens, where he just like straight up lets this other Jedi die, mm. um. And it wasn't even justified in a way that was, like, he is protecting Luke at all costs. It was just, like, and he can't reveal himself. It was just, like, he's straight up that broken that he can't right. help this guy, like, at all. Mm-hmm. And I wish that they spent more time exploring that. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, like, to, to go back to the original question, like, I I don't know. I, 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 like, honestly, like, if you told me that this series was coming out, like four or five years ago, I would have been way more excited about it. Right. Uh, because they're uh, like spoilers for rebels, but like there's literally an episode or two where Ben Kenobi is there. um, And like, he's like, obviously he's very important. He's Ben Kenobi. And all of this was kind of like, I had those scenes in the back of my mind both as like a yeah, I mean, I mean, and obviously like a new hope, and it's like yeah, you know where he's gonna end up, you know he's still gonna be here, but knowing what happens in Rebels, like what could he possibly, you know, because what happens in Rebels has like very very important implications on like everything, right? Right. Not just the the stuff like with Obi Wan, but just like everything in Rebels. Right. Um. So to to kind of be stuck in this like really weird like the show felt like limbo to me. Mm. So it was like I, I'm not per, like I don't see how this story can be exciting at all. I could see how it would be like intriguing and like captivating because you could tell a story about this old broken Jedi with PTSD. Right. But that is like way better suited to a movie, which when you hear this is supposed to be a movie, makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I like and and apparently it was supposed to be three. I unless I misunderstood, but something about it being a trilogy or some, something like that. Um. So to me, it's like, yeah, if this came out like right after Solo, I would have been super excited to watch it. Sure. Uh, because because Solo had uh, Darth Maul appear, mm-hmm. and and I don't remember if the Darth Maul appearance was before or after the the Rebels thing where his story concludes. Yeah, right. Uh, but I, I still like even seeing that, um, I was still like super excited. I'm like, holy shit, Maul! And and then like, oh. If, if you told me there was going to movie coming out right after that i would have been like wow fuck yeah i want to watch that he's probably you're they're probably going to show the scene between him and maul in live action right as just as like a just fuck it why not and 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 this is where i think like star wars is best is when it's just like i, I, I this is the first time i've been watching red letter media actually when it uh for the obi-wan review okay <laughs> and right. i really like how they how they put it when when stuff is star wars porn like, like the, the third act of Rogue One was just straight-up Star Wars porn, and I think that's okay. when the movies are at their best. So, mm. again, I want another kind of tangent, but, like, sure. literally, I was, not, I was not excited to see this show because I was so afraid of what would happen.
3: Okay. Could all I mean, add to that real quick? I was going to
0: say, Jason, you look like you want to say something, so go ahead.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy, Rob Red Letter Media. Everyone should watch all their content. They're great. But um, when you mentioned Darth Maul in Solo, mm-hmm. that was the point that where i knew there were cracks in the disney system because they were doing this marvel formula where they're teasing you things and giving you like like weird connections like we'll never see what happens with uh with um uh game of thrones uh, what's her name uh, uh daenerys Clark. yeah daenerys but amelia clark's character we'll never know i don't think she's yeah. ever coming back so her yeah, not. All, that's never gonna that's never no. gonna yeah. come to fruition so that whole like teaser at the end just seems so ham handed and to like, give you like an inch, like you got to watch the next one. Something cool is coming. It, uh, that, that, at that point I knew things were going for the worse. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my inclusion too. Yeah. But I agree with Diego.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, I I feel like a little bit in the middle. I, I would say like, I, I could definitely see there were things I want to learn about, right? Like I wanted to learn more about, uh, uh, how he, like Diego said, how he goes from, pretty, like, depressed, traumatized, broken at the end of episode three to, like, you know, pretty optimistic, jolly guy in episode four. He's like, hey, I know that. Um, <laughs> At the same time, like, like uh, I also wanted to know, Um, oh, right, yeah. like, at the end of episode three, they talk about how he can talk to, uh, you know, people from the dead, including Qui-Gon Jinn, and I really wanted to see that. First of all, I also just want to say, I, I want to see more of Liam Neeson, okay? I can listen to this oh, man talk. Oh,
2: yeah. Good
0: l- I could listen to this man talk all. The, I don't even care what it is. I'll just listen Agreed. to whatever he has to say. Um. So that that was one thing I really wanted to see more of. And and uh, I'll be honest, I'm I'm mad disappointed they did not focus on that. I'm like that's real disappointment,
3: Adam. That's I season two. I don't don't say that that's to me, Jason. Two. That's what we'll they're talk doing. They're season two.
0: <laughs> will I'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh and then, my god. There was obviously that you know there has to be some sort of connection of like uh, um. Is there something that they could do with Maul? That's the first thing you think of. But like Diego said, they already covered all that in Rebel. So it's like, I don't really think that they're going to repeat the same thing. You just get live action. Um, and then I always go back to this one piece of uh, fan art I remember seeing years ago. It was like of, uh, of Ben Kenobi in the desert, surrounded by Tusken Raiders. And I was just like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing like a, just a short about like Ben dealing with a Tusken sort of thing. You know, low stakes, but still really cool. Um, maybe protecting Luke or something like that.
1: Uh, I have a real quick thing about that. Sure,
0: go ahead. I
1: think okay, so this is gonna sound weird, but I remember telling this to you that I thought the first two episodes of of Boba Fett were right. actually some of the best Star Wars content I've ever seen. I remember that, that's that. why it left me with yeah, and that's why it left me with such a fucking bad aftertaste because I was so disappointed. Right. And and it and now that you mentioned this thing with the, the Tuscan Raiders, I would not be surprised if they straight up stole that idea from like part like this the kenobi movie that they had ready or right. not ready but like the guy the script that the guy wrote sure because like that's a thing that they have to do um is is like if you're going to have a movie about tatooine and right. like kenobi like the raiders are going to come up at some point mm-hmm. and i don't know if they had the idea to you know like humanize them more like they did like following mando because they definitely did that in boba fett because of mando right but that's just like something that they definitely should have done right but because they're trying to stretch everything out and produce as much stuff at the, as they can, because Disney plus mm-hmm. like, I, I think that plays into the larger problem of like, like on a micro level, this show is way too long. And I think in general, there's way too much star Wars, like shows happening at the same time.
0: Mm. So, so th- there's two discussions there. And, and one of them, I'm probably not going to get into until later. Cause I, I definitely want to focus in on, on the show at this point. So, Kenobi, we've we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but like you know, let's just put all of our cards on the table. Did did we like what? What is it about the show? Did we like Kenobi? Is it good? Is it bad? Let's talk about it. Um. So right, uh, K- Diego was kind of talking about it. Uh, from from before, we go into the show. This is set ten years after Revenge of the Sith. We see Kenobi. Your boy is depressed. Your boy is uh, he's traumatized. Clearly, he's broken. He's working at the meatpacking factory. His boss is an asshole. Like, this guy, this guy is, like, (laughs) definitely seen better days, right? Uh, And and he's gone through a lot. He's watching over Luke, except from afar, kind of weird, spying on him with his binoculars. Like, dude, like, find something else to do. Um, But at the same time, it's like, dude, what else is he going to do, right? Like, he's trying to lay low. Everything that he's known is gone, right? He had to kill his best friend, his apprentice. Uh, The entire Jedi Order has been destroyed And he and for all he knows, like the Empire still rose. And so uh, at the height of the Jedi's power, you know, uh, they lost sort of thing. And so he's clearly dealing with a lot. Uh, And I I guess like for me, I'll say this, like going into that intro, I was like, okay, I'm with this sort of thing. Like I I, the the initial premise, I was like, I'm with it. Um, First off, I think Ewan McGregor, by far one of the best parts of the prequel trilogy, uh, one of the shining points of that trilogy. And I think giving him the chance to really flush out Obi-Wan is, is so good. And I think that his performance in this show is incredible, especially given what he's had to work with in terms of the writing and dialogue, which I think can be, I'll be honest, trashed here at some at some points in the show. But I do think that he gives a really good performance. And you could tell that he, this is a character that he wants to be, that he's happy to come back to the character. Mm. And I think that shines through in the performance. Um, and and the other thing I'll I'll, I'll say too is that it was really cool to see Joel Egerton back as, as Owen. You know, he only had a small part uh, in, in the uh, prequel trilogy, but I think that he's a great actor. And I think that even though we only get a little bit of time with him in this show, the time that we do get is, is definitely part of me that's like, I want to see, actually see more of him. Like, I actually yeah. really, really enjoyed the time that he was on screen. I think he really brought a lot to the series. So I, I, I guess like for you guys, were you pulled in, given your initial skepticism and or excitement uh, for the show uh, when it first started out?
1: I have a thing. Um, so I, I I was actually very optimistic right at the beginning uh, because I was actually thinking about rewatching uh, maybe not all of the uh, all of the prequels, but like maybe like going through like an edit of like all the three of them together, just like get like a light recap or something. Um, and then they recapped them a- a- at the very beginning, you know, with that little montage, and I was like, oh, that was actually like really well done, and yeah. it was a nice like it was like a nice touch, right? Um. So, I and and then, like, with the way the show started, I'm like, wow, I, I think they actually set it up really well for it to tell the kind of story that I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll throw in the Inquisitors or whatever, but, like, and with the way the show opens, like, wow, they're actually really going to, like, have a character story about this old, like, destroyed old man. Right. Um, And then they didn't, which was so awkward because it, it, the setup was, was there. It was great. Like even with the like you know at the end of Revenge of the Sith when when Yoda's like I found a way to talk to the dead or whatever right. he said, and so and like you see him like the he he can't use the Force he's like so disconnected, um and I would have thought that like you know over the course of the show like maybe each episode he gets some Force powers back and then, like, w- like through guidance from, um, Qui Gon, so just the entire time um cut, like i i know after, like it, it was pretty obvious from the end of the second episode that that probably wasn't going to happen but it was just like in the back of my mind the entire time i'm like okay when they're gonna they're gonna like sit down and like have him like deal with this right um and as far as like uh, i lost my train of thought <laughs> i don't know the thing but I'll, I'll let someone else uh
0: Alright, before I move on to someone else, let me ask uh, just following up on kind of what I was saying, how did you feel about uh, Ewan McGregor's performance, not only in the beginning, but I guess throughout the entire series? Oh, he was amazing. I think like, he had a bad
1: um, I think he was given some bad dialogue, like you said. Oh, yes. But oh, I, I think like, just like the incredible, like, like this show would have not obviously you can't bring back Obi-Wan without bringing back Ewan McGregor Right. And And like it would have been awful without him. Like he mm-hmm. he acted his fucking ass off for one. Like he right. carried this shit. Mm-hmm. Um and and it also kind of makes me think like man they really blew all the budget on getting him and uh, Hayden Christensen
0: back. Right. Uh be- because it it just like feels that way with how the show looks. Yes. Yes. So. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that for sure. I I definitely think that there's a lot of it's so weird because there are some shots in this show where I'm just like wow that's like an incredible shot. And other times I'm just like, man, is this like shot in someone's basement? What's going on here? Sort of thing. Um, so I, I totally get what you're saying there. But uh, Jason, how about you, man? Uh, you know, did the initial kind of premise grab you, given your your reluctance going into the show? How would you feel about Ewan McGregor's performance? All that stuff.
3: Uh, Ewan was great. Uh, besides a few episodes in when he forgets that he can't say Leia's name. Don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> he has one job and he fucks that up. Um, I like the idea of obi-wan having ptsd but it doesn't explain like obviously he's gone through a lot his best friend he had to pretty much kill his best friend or he thought he killed his best friend uh the republic fell etc etc everything's in turmoil but with what yoda i just rewatched episode three two days ago and when yoda says to him oh like we are going to teach you how to talk to qui-gon like we're going to connect you to um I get that they wanted to hold off on that because it's a big moment. It's a very monumental moment and also to T-Season 2. But I don't know where the depression came in. Like, yes, you'd have PTSD, but also I don't know why he kind of lost his way. With mm-hmm. Luke, Luke in um, Force Awakens Last and Last Jedi, yeah. Like they explained how he lost his way because like uh, with Ben, Ben Solo and stuff. Um, but here I don't really get it because he had a mission and he was still on mission. He has to take care of Luke and like that's the thing, uh, Bail Organa's got Leia. He's got Luke. I, right. I understand that because the Inquisitors got Leia, which was an in- we talk. We'll talk about that chase scene. because good God. Is um, <laughs> 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 out of like, it like that the idea that he was like, okay, I'll up and leave to take care of Leia when he his post was Luke. So I still don't From the moment, the very first episode, I didn't side with him because he already broke his rule. Yes, maybe like Leia had to take precedence because the Inquisitors are bad, bad folk. And he's the only one that can step step up to the challenge. But they never explained why he lost his way. Hmm. Um, PTSD is a thing, obviously. And in the Star Wars universe, it is existent. But um, they didn't explain where what that disconnect was. Sure. I think that's integral to figure out why he is in the place that he is in. Mm. Okay. All
0: right. All right. I respect it. A- Abby, your thoughts and anything you wanted to add on or, or, or maybe uh, uh, counter a little bit?
2: No, I, I'm very much in alignment where I think Ewan McGregor is fantastic BAFTA award-winning actor. He's classically trained. You can tell he's wonderfully researches characters there were a couple of times where i was like i think episode five or six where the dialogue felt awkward in his mouth and as an actor you know what i mean i felt for him because i could tell it was like this is not correctly this is not how you would speak and this is not how the character would speak but this is what is on the page and you are doing your job so there were a couple of times i did notice that i was like ooh, um but he was i thought there's nothing I have nothing but positive things to say. And you can tell, even if he did get paid a buckload of money, just the way mm-hmm. he talks about it in the interviews, such an enthusiasm and respect for Alec Geddes and this character and what it means for people. Um, like, at the end of the day, like, there's sometimes you could tell, like, you, we all know Harrison Ford hates Star Wars. He's like, keep that thing away from me. And, like, I would put you Ewan McGregor at the other end of the spectrum for, like, mm-hmm. Star Wars actors. where mm-hmm. like, they do love this universe and they do love these characters.
0: Yeah, uh, I I definitely think that comes through in the performance, like I said before, and, and uh, I absolutely agree. There's some dialogue and and just some writing, which is like I don't I don't know what's going on right now, guys. Like that that was that was awful sort of thing. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, like Diego said, it, it without him you don't have the show. So I, I was really happy to see him return to the character, and in some ways, I almost hope that he gets another chance to return to the character because I think it was. Even though I, I I'm I'm really mixed on the show to be honest with you, um, like it's 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 got some really great parts and some awful <laughs> awful parts. Uh, bro, I, please, I'm, just one more season, bro. Please, i I'm, trust, trust me this time, bro. I, I, just one more season. <laughs> I am I am really happy overall that like we got to see him return to the character and give this like, to to us sort of thing, right? I, I'm very very grateful for that, and I'm sure that he's grateful for that opportunity. Uh, I I. You, you touched on this a little bit, Diego. He does go through an arc, and so do um, multiple other characters in, in this story, and I'm sure we'll get to those in a second. But I guess at the core, right, this is supposed to be Kenobi's story. Do you think it was a compelling story? Do you like what he had to go through and, and the stuff that he encountered? Uh, was it worthy of, of I, I guess, was it a story that was worthy to be told?
1: I think, I think you can make any story worth telling if you tell it properly. And I can see the pieces of the story that they're trying to tell. It's just nothing happens. Like every episode is like nothing happening. And then suddenly something happens and it's really important. And then the next episode, like it's the same cycle. Like it's just like walking and talking. It's like, it's like every episode is like 40 minutes of Star Trek talking in a hallway. And then like 20 minutes of like a space battle or whatever. But just like, there's no pacing. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, I, think this is a, an issue with, with most of the Star Wars show, like, which is like, not, you know, not to be unexpected, but I, I think, uh, probably my biggest gripe is just, there was no focus on, on what they were doing mm. because like I was saying, I expected it to go very differently from how it opened. Right. And, and I thought that that story was worth telling. Um, and then the stuff with Reva happens and I, and I thought like Reva was actually like one of the highlights of the show mm-hmm. um, it's just it was just wasted right um, because you have this her, like like I'll, I'll, go, I'll come back to Obi-Wan's arc in a second but it's like Reva's whole arc is like this, this really interesting plot mm-hmm. like I'm gonna get to Vader right. and, and I'm gonna kill kids also for whatever reason right. but <laughs> but it It's just, like, that story is stuck in between, like, this other thing that is, like, Im- immalleable, or not, like, you can't fuck with it. Right. Because, like, we know, like, Luke is not in any danger at the end of episode six. Right. Of this, this show. Unless they do something very, very weird there yeah. I won't talk about like the stuff from rebels but we we're like we all know that that's not gonna happen like right it's fine like he's gonna get knocked out he's gonna forget that he saw a lightsaber that's my justification for all that <laughs> but <laughs> you know and 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 like i and that just like makes it so hard to care about this story with reva because there, there is something really interesting there but again it's it's like like Jason put it very well, it's like the the, the Marvel way of, of these how they go about these movies is like, oh here here's a little crumb of, of something cool, but you're not gonna see it until later. Um, it, it, it's it's almost like they've already decided that they're gonna make a spinoff about Riva without actually knowing if yes. anyone's gonna give a shit or if this show was even good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even so, it still remains like, man, like I really wish like I really liked the side story with Riva. It just sucks that it's 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 sandwiched in between all this other stuff that's happening at the same time right um and for for obi-wan's arc it's like it's like stuff just happens there's no like there's no path uh, that that like makes sense to him like uh like i feel like there was something missing in between episode three and four of the series where like suddenly he's able to fight again just fine there's no like uh like i i wish they did more of what they did like in the last episode with like
0: you know, he he sees Leia, and he suddenly he just like you know, right. Takes he sees every what off the everything. new hope is, and that therefore that motivates him because he knows he needs to protect the future. That yeah, sort of like
3: yeah, growth. I like that if they conveyed that. That'd be good. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Like like you could you could tell a very compelling like you know let go of the past like you can let go of the past right in in some way by like looking to the future mm-hmm. like like you can. Like make up for your past mistakes by like enriching the future of you know right luke and leia right. potentially so yeah i i mean like and and i, I guess like a really solid example of, of like why this feels strange is like it, it's it's like a whole lot of this is gonna sound like uh counterintuitive but like it's a whole lot of porn with no setup and like Okay. Okay. <laughs> and like, and you like, you know, the setup's not important to that. But it, for with the idea of Star Wars porn, right? It's just like, at the end of the show, he's he's just like, you know, he drops the line. He says it. He's he says the fucking line. He's like, "Hello there."
0: Okay. Um, and 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 just like before you, before oh, you go on, sorry, sorry sorry before you yeah. go on, just for the people who are watching who have not seen Red Letter Media, could you define what, what Star Wars porn is, just so they and and. A disclaimer: If you go look that up, I'm not responsible for what you find. Sort of My
2: dad listens to this podcast. I'm just letting him all know. Uh,
0: okay, so sorry, <laughs> sorry for the yeah,
1: sorry for like not giving context to that. But it's just like it's like a, a lot of like flashy stuff, but not really a lot of substance. Like it's stuff for, that's cool for the sake of being cool, which I don't think intrinsically there's anything wrong with. And, and I think it is really cool if you bring Ewan McGri- McGregor back and he's just like, hello there. like Because that's a big meme, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I think it's fine to do that. I don't think that the tracks from the show, it's just like they kind of, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just like it wasn't, that is not a thing that should feel like it needs to be earned. But the fact that the show was like at every step justifying its own existence felt like that there was no room to tell a story. Mm. Um, and and no room to set up like something flashy like that or something like
0: you know fanservice so okay a- abby are, are you basically around the same thing as diego or, or, or do you feel a little bit differently
2: i had fun with it i'm not a, i honestly like there were a couple things i agree that like we've already mentioned with some of the dialogue
3: um, oh that are hot
2: yes i would say dialogue artists and production value even sometimes like you said but overall did i have a good time heck yeah was I excited to watch it? Yeah.
3: Honestly,
2: mm-hmm. I was really excited to watch it each week. I was like really curious what was going to happen. Sure. And I, and I, me and my, actually my sorority sisters have a thing with media where we call it the phone meter. I know okay. you have your matinee meter, right. Adam, right. but the phone meter, right? Which is how often do I want to look at my phone? Uh,
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so is it a, is it a movie or a TV show that's a zero level phone level or is like five level? Right. Like I'm just going to be on Instagram the whole time. Sure. And this was honestly like, I would say like a one zero. Like I did not, I was like, I was enthralled. Even if it was bad and some things were making sense, I did not know what was going to happen. So I kept watching. And so that I even is a measurement of how I'm watching media nowadays, honestly, with attention span. Which is
0: a really, really good measure, honestly. Because I I, I said this to to Diego when I was watching Boba Fett. It was just like, I don't even think Boba Fett was necessarily like bad. Like I've seen worse movies in TV, but it was boring. In a lot of ways that's even worse. Yeah. No, exactly,
2: because yeah. it was like Boba Fett. I was a phone level five, yeah. and I Luke Skywalker is my favorite fictional character of all time. And even him, beautifully digitized, created young, fully on screen with a baby Yoda, and I was like, uh. <laughs> like if right. I, that's bad. If I am bored and right. I feel the stakes so low that I would rather be on Twitter, but that's not good.
0: I, I totally understand now, now before I get I get to Jason, but, but overall, did you feel good about, I I guess, obi Wan's story in particular and kind of what he has to go through in, in the series?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Obi-Wan's role and purpose, right. As protector, but right. he is fundamentally a side character. Right. In this scheme of other people's lives, the Skywalker family saga. Right. And so I think it does make sense to give him his own time, right. To develop and, see where that goes but it has to and it's very interesting though because his life is his life around the skywalkers and that's why this was about leia is what i thought it's like this is a man who is the side character in his own life which is a very funky thing but i think there are people like that and if you even look at some of the older star wars archetypes of like a feudal knight Mm. and how he would be in service to a family that kind of makes sense kind of for obi-wan's function within the skywalker like dynasty you know
0: yeah uh I, I i can definitely see what you're saying how about you jason where where do you kind of fall in line
2: uh quick
3: thing to what Diego's saying uh instead of using the the p word i think a, a you good
0: can, you, you can just say it it's it's okay but sorry go ahead Star wars
3: porn but a good a good like uh, another term for it is if anyone watches wrestling there's a thing called cheap pops where you easily get like a rise out of the crowd and I feel mm. like doing Star Wars Star isms that everybody knows, like the hello there and the hand cut off and then the music, like those are cheap pops. Like, you know, you okay. will get an instant reaction. Like, oh, like everyone makes that joke about the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. <laughs> I like, just I have, thought of that, yeah. it's right. exactly <laughs> what it is. It's like, oh, I, I know that. Like, th- I know that. So therefore that's a cheap pop because like you get an instant like dopamine hit because you mm-hmm. familiarity with a property. Um, sure. And Star Wars Disney has been littered with that. Uh, but to answer the question – I didn't. So I like, I'm fine with the idea of Obi Wan having to like kind of regain confidence with the Force and like get in tune with it and protect the kids. But the way they went about it, I wasn't happy with. Same with Reva. I like the idea of an Inquisitor who's like secretly trying to like get with Darth, like get at Darth Vader, like kill him. Yeah. The ways they went around that and then like made her a redeemed character, I'm sorry, it doesn't fly with me. Like if you're Hmm. uh, a child that, uh survived order 66 and your whole mission is to say uh, to redeem or uh, avenge the the fallen jedi the fallen padawans right. of uh order 66 by killing more kids that doesn't add up i don't know where her logic yes maybe she led astray like sure. led astray with her way of thinking but the fact that it was redeemed at the end which i guess we'll talk about later uh didn't fly with me but the thing with obi-wan and his being uh led astray and then having to come back to the force by it being another um escort mission a la mando i feel like they just are resorting to escort missions in these shows right. um and making it a thing about leia uh didn't fly with me the, the kid who played leia was really cute and like she had the uh, qualities of a young princess leia but right. um overall like that's that's not what i wanted uh i'd rather just like a haggard old man on the desert like protecting luke from afar and then having mm-hmm. to like deal with being alone and then maybe having a love little love affair with um uh what was their their character's name tala uh, tala tala uh that mm. would have been great and then like him like uh dancing between like should i have a love affair like i'm with the jedi but the jedi are dead so therefore can i have like an actual relationship and then maybe her dying will then let him to be like no i gotta keep my way and keep my my mission but um, the way they went about it with it being an escort mission to save Leia again is just didn't like it. I uh, wasn't, wasn't a fan. You you, you bring up a, a, an interesting point.
0: Um, and, and I definitely want to uh, discuss this with, with all of you in that in some ways Kenobi feels like they picked and they picked and choose like so many different parts of the new canon. So all right, let's throw that in there. Let's throw that in there. Let's throw it in there. Like, oh people really like the 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 character that uh uh, you know uh, has to escort a child and and because of that child they go through an arc i will take that from the mandalorian and 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 the bad batch oh the inquisitors people really like the inquisitors from jedi fallen order and and the comics okay let's let's take that and put it in there sort of thing um and 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 rebels and rebels too sorry i haven't seen rebels uh diego keeps on telling me to watch it i I, do watch the first couple episodes were that good um anyway, i so so there's there's definitely like some some i i guess like patchwork. and and I think again, that goes back to like the the kind of padded feeling you you have sometimes when you watch the show um but at the same time i i I think that i i I don't think this is a controversial thing to say and and certainly i i I'd be curious if any of you disagree. I think the best part about this show by far is the dynamic between. Anakin and Obi Wan, and and particularly Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, right? Every mm-hmm. single time they are on the screen together, it's like yeah. oh, you, you you have me. I, this this is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I cried
1: on the the flashback scene. Like I was straight up like I had tears in my eyes. I'm like, wow, I, they actually
0: they, they finally. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and it's so powerful, right? You see, and and first off, I, I I know we've been talking about Ewan McGregor, Hayden and Christensen, incredible performance. Okay, like I I know. Everyone likes to meme about his dialogue and all that other stuff from from the peak roles. like you know, oh, I'm no, I'm taking him now, ah, like like there's <laughs> there's there's just so a fucking much great actor. He's he's I, really I, like, good. I genuinely, yeah, and and his his take on Vader uh, and the way he moves and even like uh, I, I think so much to the last duel I forget on the planet where it's the rock planet, right? Um, and, and how much acting he did just with one side of his face and his eyes. I was just like, this is hats off to Hayden Christensen. And, and similar to Edwin McGregor, I think that um, he's someone who clearly has a love for the character and is happy to be back and to explore more. Uh, and I think that comes through in his performance. And, and you could see that just the way they play off of each other, that like this, this is the core of the show or, or of the story. Right. And, and and it's clearly the most compelling part. But how'd you all feel, I guess, about that dynamic?
1: I, I wish there was more of it. I, this, this is like the only way I can think about it because there was that scene in episode two, where you see Hayden uh, like as Anakin just off in the distance, right? And I I, I I found the word that I was thinking about before about how I expected the show to go in terms of like Obi Wan's arc. I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be a lot more cerebral. Like I thought that scene of him seeing Anakin was I thought more of that was gonna happen. Where he's like not necessarily going to be seeing Anakin everywhere, but it's going to just be a lot of like reflecting and like moments of that. Where it's just it it allows them to be on screen together. Um, and and like obviously the easiest way of doing it is just doing flashbacks. Um, but really like exactly how I feel about them together is just like man, I the, like the show should have just been more of that. Like if not. If not most of that, like you can definitely still have room for the side stories and stuff. But like, just I, it blows my mind how much of like Hayden was wasted mm-hmm. because he, he could he could have had a presence in every episode. It would have been very very easy to work him in to like, you know, they they can make up whatever the fuck they want with the forest because it does whatever they want <laughs> if they want it to, right? You very you just easily have them communicate through the forest and just like have like a you know like a an unlit like black room and they're just like sitting across from each other just like like some, something like that right mm-hmm. so but yeah i mean it, a lot of the show has been for me is just like my own expectations which is like maybe unfair to the show but also it's sure. just like you know this you you promised me a show with with obi-wan and and anakin and kind of didn't get any of it for like mm-hmm.
0: five episodes so go ahead jason I, I i could see that you definitely have a lot to say about this subject oh yes
3: um i love hayden as anakin um i don't know who uh who'd like uh put put the purview for me but like someone explained it as the way he speaks in the prequels is how darth vader speaks like those very curt sentences and it's like kind of like few syllables per sentence if you listen to it think of darth vader's voice as he's talking it's the exact same and it, Mm -hmm. it changed the whole game for me but um i really did wish there was more uh flashback stuff the the one flashback they only had one scene that they kept flashbacking to which was them on uh was it coruscant
0: it looked like Coruscant.
1: it was coruscant yeah. where well, there was
3: no ships in the back it was completely empty you mm-hmm. is isn't that like supposed to be a busy city and there was like no ship. whatever that's that's a I,
1: I think i think the temple is like way way above everything else
3: that's fair i'll, I'll take that um oh, yeah. So. but yeah that, that one <laughs> scene they could have done so much more and i agree like the the reveal of him knowing who Darth Vader was, like that he was like, "Oh, that's Anakin."
0: Yeah, the Anakin is still alive. Yeah, incredible. I, I, so good.
3: Uh, I don't know. I loved it. I, loved I don't know it. if Riva should have been the one to. Do, I I feel like he maybe should have figured it out. And also, I could have done without the first fight. It could have just led up to that fight. Maybe more flashbacks, and maybe like like mm. a force connect, like Diego was saying. Sure. Now, sure. In, since the new sequels, they. Force Connect has been completely turned into FaceTime where you can have full-on conversations and transfer water to each other. Is that still <laughs> canon now? That they could Remember in Who The, the fuck Last knows? Jedi or Rise of Skywalker? It, 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 was, it, was, it was just Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they can do that, I think it'd be best buds again. Easy peasy. They can have a pool party. But um, yeah, uh, I, I wish there was more flashbacks and more connection between the two. And I'd love to see more inner dialogue of Vader like mm-hmm. he's not fully because he's fully turned at the end right and they were saying that no i you didn't kill anakin, anakin skywalker i did and then obi-wan finally calls him darth which he calls him in the prequels and that was like right. a, like a moment like oh now he's fine with him still being alive because he didn't kill anakin he is his conscience is cleared right. um uh but i want to see more turmoil with darth like because i don't really believe he went fully dark at the end of revenge of the sith because like he was upset about padme he's sure still an emotional wreck eventually he'll come to terms with being like oh i'm just like this evil man now um mm-hmm. but him having his master come back or realizing he's still alive and it, i wish there was just more like uh pulling pull push and pull uh between yes. them and then at mm-hmm. the end like it's finite like i'm the master now before i was the learner you're the master or whatever he says a new hope yeah um i didn't get that turmoil with Vader. And I wanted that.
0: mm yeah. How about you, Abby? I know you're you're a fan of the prequels. Did, did you were you left satisfied? Or did you want more too?
2: I agree. If I was Hayden Christians agent, I'd be like, okay, what's the timing per episode? <laughs> I think it's mostly, but it's like how much out of uh mask versus in mask time mm-hmm. do I have? If I was from that perspective, because I i guess there is a part of the actor right and he talked about being in this suit for him as fully as immersive because he is physically right acting with his arms his legs your body you're you're just not using your face right um so i did think about that i wish there's a smidge more but i was pleased with the moments we did get i thought they were very engaging and very visceral very mm-hmm. powerful um and i'm a big i was always a big fan of hayden a lot of girls my age he was really handsome He was a big deal with the wrinkles i don't know like, it's a <laughs> female yeah. gaze he's very pretty so just like i i don't know i was a big fan of him it was good to see him back mm. but yeah no i definitely agree with i'm curious to see and i kind of do disagree a bit with there being a good side i feel like eventually yes we get to the good side but i mean It is so far deep there that no one expects it until Return of the Jedi.
4: Mm, Like, we have to keep
2: remembering that. You know what I mean? That it is a shocking, it is amazement that Luke did what he did. And Luke barely did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By the, like, the skin of his teeth. Barely did it. And so, I... Honestly, I don't really want to see the wavering between because this is a man who killed children. This is a man who slaughtered. Like I, I don't think he's in a place to open for reconciliation till the end of his life. Honestly, like Reva. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. But uh, you know, I like so I'm not really interested in that kind of Darth. I'm very interested in like Rogue One Darth, like right. ending of Rogue One Darth. And mm-hmm. what we saw here, the scary horror, if we're going to talk about it, I-, I think the best Darth Vader I've ever seen, actually, of any media, was him in the village.
3: Oh my God. That's an incredible was, scene.
2: Goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> and so that's who I want to see. I don't want to see, like, honestly, like, confliction. And when he's being scary like that, I was like, Hell yeah, because he will get redeemed later. But right, right. now he's not.
0: I, I'm so glad that you brought it up. Cause I, I'll be honest, like there are times when I look at the Darth Vader design, I'm like, all right, guys, he looks kind of goofy. Goofy. Kinda, goofy. He looks kind of slow. I don't understand how this dude is a badass. And then every time I see him, I'm like, all right, never mind. Darth, I, I'm out. I'm I, out. I, I, that was him. That wasn't me, Darth. I, I'm your biggest fan, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> to me, Uh, you know. Uh, and, and, and that was a perfect encapsulation because, like, in some ways, they almost make him like a slasher villain like just like he, he enters the village just like Uh-oh. taking random people like uh, another thing that I loved too was the the fight between him and Riva I don't want to call it a fight right it was more like a beatdown no beat it was yeah. a beatdown oh. totally <laughs> like, no my my favorite thing is like Riva's like about to strike right and, and then he, he holds it back and then Riva has that like oh fuck like yes, look she does <laughs> she was like shit I am not miscalculated sort of thing
2: was I'm, I'm,
1: really, I'm really glad that they played into the, like the whole like horror aspect of of what vader is right right because they it's it's one of the only times in like disney media star wars related media that like they can they still get it right exactly mm-hmm. of like what darth vader is and like what how fucking scary he is mm-hmm. and and like the, the thing that i know is never going to happen uh, because it would it would be actually like a good idea but i, I remember reading like back when rogue one came out of people being like what, they should just make like a horror film like with darth vader in it something like that um and i, I think like there's glimpses of, the, of that in the village mm-hmm. and yeah like abby saying like that i i don't think this show would be uh like may, maybe not exactly in in the way that i wanted, wanted it to but it makes a lot of sense like exactly abby's point where like yeah this guy is fucked up like i you, you don't really need to see him wavering back and forth when like you literally just watch him snap snap a kid's neck
0: <laughs> mm. yeah yeah so I, what i will say is for those of you and, and this isn't just people like you know in this review those who you who are looking for more of like kind of vader and, and kind of a uh, uh, character work there again couldn't recommend the comic books enough by marvel whether it be karen gillen's run uh or, or uh, uh um I think it's Al Ewing's run. Basically all the Marvel runs are really good and you should read them because they definitely do a really good job of fleshing out uh, Vader as a character. And I would say they're the best Disney, uh, like uh, again, story material that's come out since they got the, the, the property. But the, the I, I'm so glad that we were talking about Vader. Cause I think he's such a highlight of the show. And I'm so glad that all of you kind of agree with me on that. Um, I, I, I guess like for, for when, it, when, it, when it comes to Vader, right? Like he, he is kind of like the, that magnet right whenever he's on the screen just like all right we're paying attention but right? but we're also kind of um dividing uh, our time between different villains so we've already mentioned Reva, but we also have the other inquisitors uh, and, and things like that even some bounty hunters that get involved so how'd y'all feel about the other uh, villains that were kind of put in this show uh, i know the grand inquisitor is also in, in rebels correct me if i'm wrong um
1: uh so yeah the grand inquisitor the second sister and the fifth brother like, uh. th- they're all in a
0: Rebels. Okay, uh, I have not seen Rebels, so I, 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 was, uh, I was not aware of, of kind of like what they were before. But I did like the Inquisitors and, and Jedi Fallen Order. So I guess, like, in terms of the other antagonists in the show, uh, how'd y'all feel besides the? also, oh, wait, on, I'm sorry, I just had to say this. This show has proven to me that the Stormtroopers are by far the worst fucking troops I've ever seen. These these people couldn't <laughs> hit the broadside of a fucking barn. barn. Okay? Like, oh my god! Like when they're all charging into like that narrow hallway, there's like. 30 fa- there's like at least a hundred stormtroopers and they can't hit any of the rebels are in this small room it's like guys what's happening what's her name tala the double agent right she's uh being held captive by two stormtroopers okay tala slaps one doesn't even shoot him <laughs> slaps him and he just like goes down it's like oh man i'm dead it's like what who what the empire find these guys like what is happening
3: they can't penetrate plot armor adam plot <laughs> armor is impenetrable
0: yeah
1: like I, I think I think what that's one of like the biggest Star Wars isms, right? Is the stormtroopers it's like don't hit anything. Oh my god. I, I think I think that was more like just a very horribly directed action sequence. Mm. So
2: Interesting. The Inquisitors. Well, I didn't watch Rebels, but I was really fascinated honestly by this concept of like what happened to the Jedi who were not killed, but then who did not like where, where did they go and it was like what if they had to turn but they returned to hunt others i was like that is messed up mm-hmm. on like multitude of levels so i think that is pretty fascinating would you know that if we did not know that except reyna no like i had to explain that to my parents when we were watching and they're like oh well why didn't they say it i was like okay okay so that i thought was interesting because i thought it would have been a very easy way to like slide it in that like oh these are former jedi right and they they did not do that at all um and i know we have a lot of deep cuts here folks people who are deep cuts here but if we're talking about mass appeal i thought that's something very simple that you could show right. um but i think it's a very creepy concept um and i think it's a very moral question i think star wars loves talking about ethics right because mm-hmm. the core of it is ethical questions and philosophy and so it is if, if i'm a jedi and i will be killed or my other life is to live but i have to kill those who i was with what would you do and some of us would not pick to die and mm-hmm. that's those people and i think that is interesting and I
0: don't think we really got a lot of that, though. For sure, and Diego and, and Jason, did you watch Rebels as well? Is is that correct? Or
3: uh, no, I know quite a bit of Rebels through uh, like retrospectives and whatnot. But I've never watched okay. the show. I I know this will sound bad. I will watch it eventually. It just it looked a little kiddie for me, a little too kiddie.
0: I can assure you, it is kiddie. As someone who watched the first couple episodes, <laughs> that's why I
3: stopped. <laughs> that's kind of what deterred me. I do like uh, animation wise. I do like. Uh, Gendy Tarkovsky's uh, The Samurai Jack Star Wars. Yes! Best animated yes! Star Wars ever. Yes, yeah, bar none. Don't even <laughs> at me. The, the people who are watching this or listening to this. Best
0: animated Star Wars show. I, I'm I'm a dying on that hill. Gendy Tarkovsky is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. I'm, I'm dying on that hill. It's uh, Sorry.
3: I'm, I'm Breach. Um, but no, I don't, I didn't know the Inquisitors. I knew the Inquisitors to a degree. Um, I like the concept, like Abby was saying, of fallen Jedi that have to like... They're like, I'm gonna get killed anyway, so I better just like revert to the dark side. That's fun. Um, but the implications of this show with the Inquisitors, uh, really kind of PO'd me because, um, you set up Riva uh, you set up Riva as a uh, literally too hardcore for the Inquisitors. There are several times they're like, Whoa, she's she's going she's going way, <laughs> way beyond what we want to do. Okay, like, girl, I, I don't on. know about this one, <laughs> no, they have they have a conscience. Like, they have a conscience of, like, I, I, I don't even want to touch that. And then we're redeeming the one is that it was more hardcore than the Grand Inquisitor. And then they give her the Grand Inquisitor thing, and they give her the patch for, like, a second, and then take it away. And then, um, Diego, explain to me, does the Grand Inquisitor have two stomachs? Is that why he survived? I heard something about two stomachs.
1: I, I was actually going to bring that up. I, I was very, very confused to the point that, like, I didn't... I thought that there were two different Grand Inquisitors, like, the one that <laughs> appears in Rebels... And the one in Obi Wan because Same one. I was like, yeah, wait, what? Did he, did she just kill him? What the fuck is going on? But I, I don't I don't know what's going on with lightsabers in this show specifically.
3: <laughs> someone <laughs> tell Obi someone tell Qui Gon that he could easily get it rep- <laughs> <laughs> He could easily even live. He could easily live. I, I
1: like I can I can I can understand it from the perspective of like, yeah, Darth Maul got cut in half and lived because like the that that's like a dark side thing to keep yourself alive through keep yourself alive through just like sheer pettiness right okay. and, and and it's like a it's like a big thing in, in, in like one of the main antagonists in Coder 2 is just like his his body is literally cut technically into a thousand pieces but it's the force and his anger holding him together right yeah. so so I could like you could ju- you could justify like what happens in the show with the lightsabers. In that way, but it, it's just like they make zero effort, and this is like, if if we do an episode by episode thing, like like later on when when the Cranky Inquisitor comes back, and it's just like, hello, <laughs>
3: <laughs> just to say like, you no, know, he's still alive. Don't worry, continuity. He's still good. He's still not, there. Dude, I I like I didn't react to it
1: the first time, but then watching <laughs> the clip back, I just fucking burst out laughing. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, what? I sure. I don't know. Un, un, minorly unrelated, but I thought, I thought his actor was great. I wish there was more of him. Mm-hmm. I, again, like another instance of the show that just like, <laughs> like, like with, with to go back to the original question about like uh, the the antagonists and stuff, like, um, I, like it, there was plenty of ideas that were good, and I thought like the Grand Inquisitor because the Grand Inquisitor actually has like a big, big role in season one and two of Rebels and there's I think he's just straight up my favorite character in those two seasons because okay. of like the, the arc that he goes through and so like watching this back was kind of interesting because it's like okay this is like you know what happens to him later on so it, like what what's going on here and he, he doesn't really do anything except get stabbed in the chest and then come back and be like hello <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And it's also awkward because like the inquisitors were very very not well received at all at the beginning like when they cuz they're first introduced in Rebel season 1. And I'm like glad but also disappointed that they didn't do the helicopter thing with the lightsabers. They did. Which, one, I don't know they did
0: it once when when, when Reaver tried to do it against Vader. They like, actually did it, yeah. fly. Oh, oh, you mean like literally fly. Okay. Sorry. But,
1: yeah, like literally flying with the fucking lightsabers, spinning like a helicopter. I'm like I'm, like, so glad that they didn't do that, but I'm also just like, man, it would have been fucking hilarious if they doubled down on that. Because they, they stopped doing it in Rebels because people were so pissed. <laughs> <because> <laughs> how stupid it looked. But, yeah.
2: yeah. I have to say I- like something really quick with Jason that you said about how Reyna was the most extreme of them. A really, really, really easy fix would have been if she was the least extreme of them. So we already had the C. Mm-hmm. that she was like not ready to i think that would have been way smarter i don't know right. why yeah it went I don't know, because then we you could already see that maybe this is going to be a future ally, but like she's still bad. But like, right? Maybe there's a future ally there instead of being so far on the other edge. Yeah, that's true. an interesting point. I,
0: I mean, like, I, I'll, I'll just say this: one, I, I, I as much as like, uh, it, what, what kind of what Jason said was was true about like her being so car, I actually thought it was hardcore. I thought it was so funny when she like cut off that person's head, like you don't have any authority here, just like cuts it off, and then like, and then like the other person's like, Rima, what the hell? <laughs> we said we're gonna do that. <laughs> I, we out on
3: being like two <laughs> like <laughs> three like, times
0: no my, my favorite is is i forget which brother it was but it's a guy who's, who's played by uh the same actor as han in the fast and furious movies they really, like brings you to the out which like what are you doing like calm <laughs> down like i thought it was such a hilarious scene in general but like i agree with abby though and and, and i think that this is something that it seems like all 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 of us are kind of uh, uh circling around is that the idea of Reva is actually a very, very compelling character, and I think that the the actress, uh, um, Moses Ingram, does a really good performance in, in some of the episodes. Some of the, some of the episodes, she's just given some really bad writing and dialogue. I don't think anyone could have salvaged that sort of thing. I actually really like the idea of it, but the execution is just like kind of what you were saying. Like, these little things here and there could have been done better to actually make it a much more compelling character but there's just so many things in the writing are just like I, I don't know what's happening right now this is like really weird like i'm supposed to really care about this character but at the same time i only find out about this character like in ep- like episode five was it and like th- when we find out they're talking through a door and just like hey right. so you see a youngling right and it's like what is happening right now <laughs> like we're, we're getting a backstory through a conversation through a like a blast door and then like at the same time the the craziest part is that like she she's like, yes, you're right, I am a youngling, like through the door, and like the stormtroopers are like right behind her, just like, are we really just having like a backstory conversation with an earshot of everyone? Like what like who wrote this? What is this? It's like bizarre. And then my favorite part is too, is like at the end of the conversation part, she like stabs the blast or the lightsaber, and like that opens. It's like, huh, you could have
3: done that the entire time. That's really
0: weird. Like, what what are we doing here? I don't know. There, there's, 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 yeah. really there, there's, there's there's a lot of things in the show. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things in the show, and and uh, I I do want to talk about Riva in a second, but I think the biggest problem with the show is is that there are so many really really cool parts like that we've already talked about, but there's so many just mind boggling decisions where it takes me out of it. I'm just like I don't know what the fuck is going on, guys. I don't even know how you thought that was a good idea. Like the the one that really sticks out to me is episode four, which is by far the worst episode, by the way. Episode four is awful when they're in the base and they're infiltrating the base. When mm. when they're all escaping and like, oh, Obi-Wan, here's a disguise. And he just has like a trench coat and is hiding the girl. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, just uh, on a casual stroll here. It's like, no one's going to notice this guy? Like, this is the worst disguise I've ever seen. Like, like what? how is this even, how, who thought that was a good idea? That was just like, yep, that's competent writing. That makes sense. It's like, what is going on?
3: I think the writers saw uh, Jason Siegel's Muppets. Has anyone seen Jason Siegel's Muppets? The first yes. one. Uh, yeah. The first they, one. Do exactly. they do Muppet Man. They do Muppet Man. That's They saw that. They're like, oh, brilliant. That'll, that'll get us out of that. We can we just write that in. <laughs> it, like, yeah, what? it was absurd. It's very absurd. It um, Honestly, because I, I rewatched two and three. Um, one, I remember pretty well, but two and three, I rewatched two and three. And uh, that might be up there as one of the most absurd moments in Star Wars. It's just so dumb. It's it's comically dumb, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't know what they were thinking with that. I, I have but no it's idea. Like, kind of cute. Yeah, it's kinda, I guess. That
0: that was one of the the moments in the series. I was just like, all right, guys, you you're really losing me right now. Like that that <laughs> was awful. I don't know who Wait, which that. which part specifically. No, it was that when kid. they were escaping the base uh, and, and like, oh, and, he to, and he was in a disguise and he had like Leia like under Two like kids
1: in like, a trench coat. Yeah, in the trench coat. It was like. <laughs> It was because Jason mentioned episode two and three specifically for a second. And I thought we were going to talk about oh uh, Oh no. Oh, prequels. I, mean. I, I Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. right, I should probably yeah, say yes. the whole names now because episode is who, what's an episode these days? Who knows?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so we should focus on Reva though, because I, I do think she's clearly a core part of the show. And in some ways I would say like the secondary protagonist, even though she is a, an antagonist sort of thing, like it's clearly the story is a lot about her and she mirrors Obi Wan, and that they both have to get over their past in order to move forward. Right, they both come. That's like that's their arc, and, and that's how they kind of mirror each other. Um, so, I, I for for you, Abby, how, how did you? I know you mentioned that you you were a fan of Riva, and, and but you also mentioned some writing tweaks overall. How did you feel about Riva, her character, and I guess her place in the show overall?
2: I agree with you. There were some writing tweaks. Like, I just I didn't, I didn't even think about it until Jason said that, but I think that would have been such an easy fix mm. of showing that doubt early on because she was very... And I mean, she's a villain. She's supposed to be unlikable. She was pretty unlikable at the beginning. Yes. Um. But I also, even with a villain, I'm like, what is your objective? And it was just, like, lashing out. And I'm like, what are you lashing out at? Yeah. And so moses like i talked about the actress like and i know we talked about later the way people went after her not okay yes no, uh, no we'll, words, definitely talk, about we'll definitely okay. talk about that we'll definitely go ahead um and she's very talented she had an mfx yes. like went to yale for acting which is like the third best acting school in the world so like very talented but like even like we said even with some of these lines and some of the later episodes not even a yale trade actor can make yeah. that sound uh appropriate but i think i think the I think the idea again talking about like, the, a lot of this. I feel like I've mentioned it's like this idea of this is so smart, but then mm-hmm. the execution, like the idea of a youngling who survived, mm-hmm. that is fascinating, mm-hmm. and the trauma that comes with that, um, and the time and the timing was a lot, but the timing of that happening in our world today and of how you move forward when horrible things happened in the past, who are you mad at? Mm -hmm. And I think for Reyna, it's kind of like, who is she mad at? Is she mad at the Jedi for letting her down? Is she mad at Vader for what he did? Is she mad at herself for surviving? Mm -hmm. And I think that I think is kind of fascinating. Um, And I I am excited to see what they do with her. Am I like amazing, amazingly stoked? Mm -hmm. No, but like I am excited and I do think she was necessary Mm-hmm. I I don't want to say like she, she's a necessary plot device, but she is necessary for a lot of elements from the prequels that needed to somehow be worked in to what this mm-hmm. piece needed to be.
0: How, how did you feel... So so along those lines, right, we already talked about how she was a little hardcore. How did you feel about the interrogation scene with, with Leia?
2: It made me uncomfy, but it also... They both... It was very interesting because it could also tell with Leia that she doesn't take any shit.
5: Right.
2: Which I thought was really... Well done. But I mean, it is one of those things where it's like willing disbelief. It's like you have an adult versus a child who's going to win. Right. And so that is, a, I think, a very. I don't know. I think that especially when you're dealing with children. And I think about this with media a lot of times, too. There are lines you don't cross. Yeah. Um, and then how do you go about that? And I don't mm-hmm. know if Star Wars answered that. Do you know what I mean? I know that's like a non-answer. But I do think when you have children depicted on screen. Mm-hmm. well i mean as you know as an actor you have lots of different rules when children are on screen they have different like sag afro rules they have to be there only for certain amounts of time they right. have to have breaks so it's like it it's a very there's a special rule on screen unwritten rule when we see a child and what we are allowed to see happen to them If right. that makes sense and even in the original in a new hope leia gets tortured right, right? like the, by the probe we don't see that the door gets closed right in that scene so we don't like to see that um so i think that's kind of interesting the visible versus the invisible mm-hmm. kind of with mm-hmm. right now which they kind of went into but not really
0: yeah it, it was definitely like i i, I agree with you that I, I was like really trying to figure out how i felt about it as well it was just mm-hmm. like I, I like it but at the same time i don't at the same time it's really weird that we're integrating a 10 year old that looks like a seven year old like yeah. it, it, it was it was it was definitely very, very strange in, in a lot of ways but uh she,
1: she was nine when it was filmed
0: it, it uh, uh, like like uh, I want to be very very clear uh the the actress who's playing Leia uh Vivian Lira Le- uh, Ly- Blair I actually think that her she's she's very good in the role I just think that
2: fantastic I, yeah. I
0: I just think that there's a couple of things that are written poorly and like again she doesn't look like she said she looks like she's a seven sort of thing it, it was That's really amazing. weird
2: um
0: and then um the other thing too is uh what's it called uh uh, uh <laughs> like we talked about it before the chase scenes of her in in, in the show are are, are straight out they're of Looney Tunes. They're, yeah. they're like yeah. it is comically bad. Like like the one the the one of the forest is actually the worst. Like like the, the, when the goon runs into the brand, like, Whoa! Oh. It's like, like what like. Uh, there's no way this got past story i refuse to believe that someone's like yep that that's the cut great job like i i just cannot fathom like who, who's like yep this is the tone that we're going for but it, if it, you want
2: to talk about children with tone adam i think yeah. going back i don't know to be a comparable another fantasy series but sure harry potter mm-hmm. the first three i would say do a really good job with young actors yes and tone yes. and so you, it can be done
0: i agree right? yes. yeah yeah it, it, it definitely can be done, uh, and and I'm glad you brought up the first three. Harry, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban is the best Harry Potter movie. Don't Agreed. ask me. Just I make mean, like it, 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 it is a fact. It's a fact. It's got uh, a little higher. Which which one is that? The Prisoner of Azkaban. Serious. Harry Potter three. Three. Oh, okay. I've I've only seen two and five. Okay. Well, I'd I'd, I'd recommend that you watch the rest. But Anyway, uh, Jason, I definitely want to hear what you have to say about Reba because you've already mentioned some of your own thoughts in terms of her her writing, but. Uh, you've also said that there's a lot of things that you do like about her. So I guess, how did you feel about her overall place in the story and, and, uh, and how, I guess she, in some ways is very similar to Obi-Wan is going through that same arc.
3: Um, well, I want to preface anything I say is a writing issue, right. not an acting issue. Cause I, I, who am I to say what's good acting or bad acting? I thought she did fine for what she was given. Sadly, mm. she was given crap. Um, mm. Uh, I like, uh, with what Abby's saying, if Abby's canon is true, I would have definitely liked her being more conflicted, um, more like, not literally the the worst of the Inquisitors and the most hardcore of the Inquisitors. Like, that's, I'm you can't really come back from that. Like, Darth Vader came back from that, and I still think that's, like, not plausible enough that he was um, right before, like, well, he did, he was, like, because Lucas said, Vader was the um, actual hope. He is, he was the, um, the chosen one, the chosen one. Um, it took him forever to do it, but he did it. He killed the emperor and then he killed himself. Uh, that's all done. And then the sequels had to redo it again. I don't know. But, um, so even then I was, I was still lenient. I get still like hesitant on the thought of Vader being the chosen one. It doesn't make much sense that he's like now good. And now he could be a forest ghost. So with Reva's case, her being so hardcore as it is and her plan doesn't make a lick of sense like you had several uh, someone brought this up it was not my idea i wish i thought this idea they show the back to tank a th- like a thousand times on this show obi-wan uses it boba uses it in his show darth vader uses it she could easily spent time in the back to tank with uh darth vader like in that room killed him then pulled a tube like he's the most vulnerable you're gonna wait until this moment where you'd even know Obi-Wan was in play enough to like side with you and help you out on this. It was very convenient mm. that like Obi-Wan yeah. was like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to reach <laughs> out to you and we're going to, we're going to kind of tag team on this one. That's ridiculous. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Um, So with the point, sorry, my sound levels are weird. Um, With that in mind, I, ju- I just think if they restrained her more um, and made her more human uh, they, mm-hmm. she was human but like also she didn't have to go to to 11 on it right. Um, i guess to get vader's um vader's trust that's an interesting thought but she took this long to do that there were several times where she could have had a better chance of attacking vader than how they portrayed it on screen um and for that i i thought she was pretty flawed as a character yeah Not I mean, in, like a good flawed way
0: no, I I get what you're saying, but I and I, I definitely agree in the sense like it, it we're supposed to care about the character, but we find out we find out so late that yeah. like oh this is why we care sort of thing. And again, we've already talked about the delivery of, of said revelation is bizarre sort of thing. Uh, and I agree with you that like the duel between them is actually very cool because again we get to see Vader kind of just beat down and, and kind of just be like yo he he's just toying with his prey sort of thing. But the way we get there, I agree with you, it was just like. She, Obi-Wan's just like, huh, I'm going to bring Barry here and you're going to kill him. She's like what? like, what was her plan then before? Right. Also, I like this. Whole, I thought it was so strange. Like, ah, you're the Grand Inquisitor now. Here's your here's your award on
3: like your pin. It was just like, that's it? It's just a it's just like a little pin that gets yeah. passed yeah, it's- on to people? Like what? what ceremony. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a quick, quick thing. I also want to add this. I sure. don't really want to interrupt. Um, Abby, you were saying about, um, you found it interesting that uh, she was a survivor of Order 66 I don't mm-hmm. know much about rebels, but I do know that Kanan guy Diego can probably back me up on this. Kanan is also Survivor sixty six, and he's also right. voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. So that's oh. pretty cool. Oh, yeah. um, so like yeah. that's been done, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that, like unique of a character idea. Right. It's a great idea, and I'm sure right. that can happen. Several characters could be survivors of Order sixty six. That's a great mm-hmm. arc to go on, uh, but it's kind of been done too. So it's not even like she was the first for that, and like she has that going for her um it's already been done in in disney canon yeah not,
0: not to mention also that's what cal kestis is in jedi fallen order he's also someone that survived uh, oh there you go order 66 go. yeah so it, it's certainly uh, uh been done before go ahead do you i was gonna say it it's it seems more
1: a product of like the the space of time you're trying to occupy of when the show takes place right because right. it's like yeah if if there's a jedi who is old enough they were around during order 66 like it it wouldn't be anyone else um and and like anyone who's force sensitive is just being taken by the inquisitors Mm -hmm. so it's it's not not like a not like a for or against the show or like the character in my opinion Mm -hmm. um but yeah
0: anything else you want to say about reva
1: nothing i yeah i mean like i don't know what i could add besides just like i i really wish that she was given better dialogue Mm -hmm. because like the the stuff with her at the beginning like the way they introduced her like just took me completely out of the show Mm -hmm. because i'm like i'm like i'm not seeing like a character i'm I'm watching someone try to like like i I was not immersed at all Mm. like it was like this doesn't I, I feel like I'm watching like an American person transplanted into Tatooine at this very instant, and then having trying to have them like fit in, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, right? And and like it just was not like she just did not seem like a character until like episode three or four, mm. and it was just so awkward, and and it sucks because I was like I was like very excited to see what they would do with her, and it was it, it, like as predictable as it was, right? Because it's like yeah, the the very opening shot of the show is like the you know goes from the uh uh the montage to then like the scenes with the scene with the uh the padawans right and it's like okay they're showing this for a reason uh and then they introduce this like really out of place inquisitor and it's like oh okay she probably was one of those padawans right and and like and they they talk about this in the red letter media review but it was just like literally as i'm watching the show i'm just like yeah like i i from the first episode i called like four different things it was like the the padawan thing the oh, oh uh, vader's helmet is going to break at the end and that's how they're going to show hayden um and just like a, a, again the, the the random like randomness of like justifying this uh, the show's own existence and like setting up like another show it's just so much of it it was just a question of execution rather than like plot because star wars can have very silly silly fucking plots um but that much is known uh check out the holiday special i have i actually i had a thing earlier Go that on. i wanted to bring up sure um do you do any of you remember any of the music from the show
3: mm. glad you brought that up no Well,
0: okay hold on before before we get to music because that is the section that, we were, that moment, i just want to finish okay. off reva then we can talk about music so yeah because
1: for me related to like character arcs but, right. but yeah if we're going to talk about it later, yeah yeah
0: yeah it. i uh, we can literally bring it up at this. i just want to finish off reva so reva I, I i agree with basically everything like great idea lots of cool things i think moses ingram did a fantastic job with what she was given and in some there, there are some parts where i'm just like wow she's really giving it her all and there's other parts I'm, where i'm just like yeah i don't think anyone could do anything with that dialogue or, or that writing sort of thing um and i i do think that uh w- one thing that we haven't brought up that i actually really liked was how the inquisitors are are, are so uh, uh uh what's the word like they embody the Sith in the sense of how competitive they were. Like, they're all trying to gun for the position of Grand Inquisitor, right? And so that's so much of what the core of the Sith is about, is that they're always competing with each other. They're always trying to one-up each other and, like, through any means necessary, gain ultimate power sort of thing. And it's always, like, I've talked about this with Diego, where, like, this is always the, why, the reason why the Sith lose. Like, they they've always are about to win. I'm just like, oh, well now's the perfect time for me to to secure my position as the supreme chancellor or or supreme leader and then like oh i guess we're just gonna lose the war now or something like that um that's, that's the point. Um, the other thing I want to say is I really want to echo what Ab- what Abby said is that the the people who who did abuse not only Moses Ingram but or, or any other actor or actress that's ever been involved with Star Wars or any other property like that's just like an sort of thing. Like I know that's been something that uh, unfortunately happened to Kelly Marie Tran. Most notably, it happened to Jake Lloyd. Like this poor boy is in a, like a mental hospital because of what people did to him, sort of thing. Um, I know the actor. I- I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name who portrayed Jar Jar Binks. He almost like he had like a suicide attempt, sort of thing. Like. It's like, calm down, guys. It's just a show. Like it's just Star Wars. Like, fucking chill out with with all that. So definitely want to you know, throw that out there and just be like, it's completely inexcusable in that way. But Adam, they made it they made Star Wars political. Oh my god. They, they introduced a black character Oh my they made god. it political. Get, get me out of the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get me out. Um, anyway, so, so, uh, but Diego, you, you were talking about the music in the show, which is, uh, I, I'm glad that, that you brought that up. So Natalie Holt was the composer for this. I know that they use some of the compositions already done by John Williams, I, I believe. Um, and, and Natalie Holt uh, had done some of the music on Loki, which is actually my favorite Marvel TV show. Um, uh, that's besides the point. Um, when it comes to the music, uh, I, I'll be honest with Diego answering your question. I don't remember anything like nothing memorable sticks out in my head. It, yeah, I, I, this
1: is like one of the the biggest disappointments of the show for me because even with something as fucking disappointing as Boba Fett, like the the fucking, I can still hear like the opening and the closing theme because mm-hmm. it feels like a complete like like that that's his identity, right? And with just like the the Obi Wan series, like I I thought I would I, I thought the opening theme would also stick out a little bit more, but I just I also completely forgot it. I don't fucking know what it sounds like. Right. And, and and I think like this is like the biggest issue for me because um and also to what Abby was saying before, I actually still enjoyed this show. Me too. And and like I'm I'm extremely critical of it because I just I like I know how good Star Wars stuff can be. Mm-hmm. It's like the only thing I would spend hours shitting on because like I know how good it could be.
0: Sure. But <laughs> it's a weird but it's a weird compliment, but okay. <laughs> but but
1: but exactly where that the biggest disappointment with me lies in that aspect is like even when it's utter garbage, like the music is still phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and just like nothing stuck out to me in the, in the show. That was like a good, like, like the inquis like I would have thought that the inquisitors would have the, or their own theme mm-hmm. that Riva would have her own like little spin on it. That maybe there's like a hint in there that like, Oh, she's actually like a Padawan or, or like, you know, a, a more like light side spin on the, on the, like her, what's the the musical term for like a character theme a motif Mm -hmm. like like there were no motifs throughout the show the only time i recognized a motif was leia's theme yes but that's already like it was already a a composition. yeah Yeah. so i just it it blows my mind honestly like i I was like you can make you can make anything in star wars good by giving it good music i would i would actually argue that like the the entire like the entire medium is carried by the compositions of the music. Mm -hmm. Um, Because all of it is like, I I would say all of it is just perfect, Mm -hmm. but there is nothing in this show that was like, nothing
0: stuck out i i, I mean uh, uh, on that note right uh, kenobi is supposed to be like this bridge between the prequel and the sequel trilogy and and uh, one of the best parts about the prequel trilogy is by far the soundtrack john williams i think he knocked out of the park on those i still listen to some of those to this day i still hear them in my head whether he battled the heroes duel the fates uh the, there's there's so across many across
2: the stars across wow. the stars
0: he's fucking amazing there's so <laughs> many iconic icon and i and i remember this too playing so many star wars video games growing up like star wars clone wars or, or whatever like the themes just like stick out in your head uh, I, I could describe to you a scene adam and, and something
1: would come to mind right like like a vehicle chase sequence what mm-hmm. song comes to mind i I could hear
0: it i I don't remember i don't know all the song titles sort of thing (laughs) but but you know what
1: i'm talking about like like i think it goes for anyone that would like you can describe something and there's like a thing
0: that exists for it Mm -hmm. like almost like a motif for for scenes rather than characters
5: sure sure uh
0: uh jason nappy anything that you want to add when it comes to the music for this show
3: Abby, you can go first
2: if you'd like i don't know you know my family we got tapes and phs's of john williams we got jurassic park we got star wars we got indiana jones they got schindler's list we love that man <laughs> um i do not i am not jealous of natalie's job i have to say that though.
5: yes absolutely. i am not <laughs>
2: jealous of any musician or composer right. that has to do that that's um, a good point um, mm-hmm. I, I do not even Hans zimmer is still like i am in the footsteps of john williams and i'm like yeah even though he's an icon, you know what I mean. So like yeah. that is a hard thing to be there. Um, it was very forgettable, and I do have to say, I think comparing it to Mandalorian is a good thing because Ludwig, who um did the music, also yes. fight on USC Trojan. Um, he did made such a memorable theme that was so unlike anything we've ever heard before, right. but it was so Star Wars. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it can be done, but it's also, I don't know, those standards are kind of no, it, it, it's but like it's oh, so hard
0: God. it's so hard and and i'm glad that you said that because like i yeah. think back to rogue one soundtrack and there's some great tracks in there but it's also some like yeah i don't even remember what yeah. happened there like sure. and, and that was michael G- Giacchino, Giacchino, however you say it like and he's but, phenomenal yeah, Giacchino. he's phenomenal yeah. composer like he's done some really really good stuff like listen up one of, uh, best pixar movie don't at me um but Right, like, it, it, at the same time, right, like, I don't even think that was his best work on Rogue One, like, like, and it just shows how hard it is to follow up on a, a, a property that has such a legacy. It's like, if you asked uh, someone to do, like, right, like, I, I'm sure for the upcoming uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime series, the composer for that, how do you even live up to, to what Howard Shore did on the original trilogy? Like, you can't, like, how do you even begin to approach yeah. this sort of thing? You gotta
2: go completely different, which I think Ludwig did. right um uh, yeah, yeah yeah uh jason
0: was there anything you're gonna say about the music
3: uh yeah uh echoing what diego said and what abby said I, abby i agree that's huge shoes to fill and yeah. uh I, I wouldn't want to do that I, well, I i'm tone deaf i'm tune deaf not tone deaf i'm tune deaf um but um and a uh, mandalorian and boba fett that's actually one one of the highlights of boba fett was that well i don't know yeah i love that shit yeah 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 it's great um but uh I was rewatching so I finally finished two and three in the last two days and I finished I was going backwards, so I did three and then two. The end of episode two Attack of the Clones, where it's uh the juxtaposition of uh Anakin marrying Padme with right. the Empire rising. So it was uh is that what Looking to the Stars is? What what's the name of that song? Across, across, across the stars. Is it's that the beautiful-
2: Oh, yeah. It's the love ballad. Yeah, the, yeah, love, the love ballad. ballad. Oh, yeah. it's
3: phenomenal. But like yeah. a mix of those two, like they cut between that and then ends with the main Star Wars theme, mm-hmm. is incredible. Like there was no obviously no dialogue for that scene. It was just like the the troops, the troops getting into formation. Oh, so hey, the, hey, guy the Clone Wars has come on. That was an iconic line. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so
3: like that, like the last like three minutes of that movie, no dialogue, um and it was completely done by music, and it it evoked all the themes that you felt. Like I'm when you talk about music that's the first thing i thought of was well i watched it a few hours ago i'll bet but still right. like it, it stuck with me obi-wan the biggest fault wasn't that the music wasn't memorable it was that they tried to trick us into thinking that we're going to have memorable music so by mm. having dual the fates in the trailer and i'm pretty sure they had it in that um that uh that uh preview in the very beginning of right the, like the, the like, little
0: flashback retrospective
3: right. thing yeah which was honestly the best part of that show um it it kind of tricked us um it was like we're gonna give you duel of fate like we're gonna give you a lot of duel of fates you like duel of fates and then it didn't do it um which is fine Mm -hmm. like it's okay to do new things but to tease that you're gonna have it and then not supply it or not give anything of that magnitude uh it it was forgettable i really couldn't tell you a tune from this song uh, from this show couldn't not a single tune so yeah i felt a little tricked
0: yeah it's definitely uh, a, a a missed opportunity. Go ahead, Diego. I, okay, so there is, because
1: you started talking about Rogue One, I was curious, and I was, I had to find this video. Mm-hmm. Um, But there there is a video I want to link to you for you to watch at some point about Rogue One's soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I, I think Gikino actually fucking killed it with, um, what's her name? Jin's theme at the end? No, yeah. That's, I, that's I, the one that sticks out in my head. Yeah, yeah, and and I think like um, coming from like I, I actually like very good point by Abby. It's hard to fill those shoes, and I wasn't even thinking about this because like in my mind like uh, coming from Boba Fett and Mando, it, both were composed by uh, Ludwig Gor- Goransson, mm-hmm. right? Who has like taken what John Williams has done and like turned like like. Like, it just essentially has, like, taken that and made something with it in Mando and, and Boba Fett, right? Right. So, it was confusing to me that, like, I, I didn't think about who was composing this. It was just, like, naturally, like, you would think that they would bring back the same guy, right? right. So, maybe it was, like, an issue of, like, while they were doing working on Mando and, and Boba Fett, there was just, like, not enough time for this guy to also right. compose mm-hmm. the music Scheduling in... Conflict. Um, yeah in obi-wan and and i think like this is also the same problem that i was talking about before it's just like they're spreading stuff too thin um because like they want to keep like the shows coming out like in cycles where it's like you don't want to subscribe from disney plus because it's like oh whatever gap is not (laughs) season two baby let's go right (laughs) like like whatever gap isn't like you know when there's gaps in between star wars stuff you know you watch whatever marvel uh shit comes out right so, I just yeah, just like the most unfortunate casualty of all this, like for me, has been the fucking music. Right. What were you going to say, Jason?
3: Uh, to add to to Diego there, um, it is a matter of just continuing product. Now that we're in it, it's a different uh, merchandise they're selling us. It's not going to the movies and buying a lightsaber. It's staying home and subscribing and staying subscribed and hours logged into the site. So... Mm-hmm. It's that's why it turned into a show rather than a movie, because that's they're losing us four hours, maybe four or three hours of content that we'd be on there instead of elsewhere by having it be a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's just them trying to elongate till the next one. So they're just going to keep keep producing stuff that is like uh, thinner, but it's less uh, less content. It's just it's just thin. It's just spread out too thin. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just very obvious. It's like sad. It's watch. It's sad watching, knowing you're just being sold a product instead of an idea that someone had. They're like, "We need to put this to, to script and on mm. film." No, it's or, just like we need to keep you on this uh, subscription service. Or, or at the very, very evident- least,
0: at the very least, Jason, I, I I would say the 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 true tragedy is that you can see that there are passionate people behind a project who really care about what it, they're working on, but because of things that are outside of their control right you can tell that it's maybe not their original vision or or as good as it could be like we've been saying about like great great ideas but poor execution like i think that this show is a perfect example of that if they like maybe another year working on the script or uh, i think this could have been phenomenal sort of thing uh and, and like be as good and as celebrated as maybe mando season one or something like that right but um whether it be because like you said the content machine you know the mouse demanded like hey we need this it's coming out next year that's what you got that's what you're getting sort of thing uh i, I don't know that for a fact but uh it, it's certainly like uh, uh, I, I think that's part of why all of us are to a degree frustrated with this show is because we could see the potential of how good it could be but it, instead it is not sort of thing um, uh,
3: can i add to that real quick sure yeah um to the point of like, oh, they just need to pump it out and just like, no, just just get it out in the can. Uh, I think it's near fact now that there was like a full script of the show that Kathleen Kennedy scrapped. So there was another version of Obi-Wan that existed as a series. I think there was a movie, then they made it in a series and they scrapped the original script of the series and then made this. So I'm curious to whatever she thought was problematic or an issue, et cetera, et cetera, of the original script to what we actually got. Because right. I'd love to see that.
0: I'd be yeah, it would definitely be interesting to hear kind of like how the, the story and just the series in general kind of developed going from movie to series to, to, to subsequent series. Uh, so we've been talking a lot about many of the characters, but there's one that we haven't talked about. and It is clearly a, a, a central pillar of the show, and it is Leia, right? Um, I think a lot of people going to the show probably thought it would be centered around Luke, and naturally so. I mean, you know, Kenobi's on Tatooine, you know, th- those are the two characters that are usually linked together. But at the same time, I would say that I'm actually kind of glad that we got a chance to highlight Leia because we've gotten a lot of Luke, whether it be in Mando or in Book of Boba Fett, that sort of thing, um, and so we, we haven't seen too much of uh, of Leia in, in the shows. So I think that um overall, I uh, I would say I like the how I like the arc that Leia goes through as well as how she impacts Kenobi. I think that's cool. And it, it does kind of give a little bit of a, a um, added context to how she goes out to reach out to Obi-Wan for help in A New Hope sort of thing. I I, I think that that's cool. Um, but there's so much of this show where like it, when it comes to to her, where I'm just like, OK, I the actress is doing a, a fantastic job, especially given. Listen, let, let's not miss words. Trying to embody Carrie Fisher is no easy task sort of thing. Um I think she does a great job. I just think like kind of there's so much like filler and so much just like oh my god, like what what is happening right now, um, like the uh it, like I, I like what you said, Jason, where I do think she does embody like what Princess Leia is like as we know her. Uh, but at the same time, I think that there's so much where she's given just bad dialogue or or she's made out to be stupid to to create another conflict sort of thing. Uh, unfortunately. Um, but at the same time, I do think there are also certain moments and, and this is really my, one of my biggest gripes with the show is that like, there's so many character moments, especially between her and Obi-Wan that are so good. Like, I think a lot about the, um, interaction on like the, the back of the truck where she's as like, oh, you knew my mother, like, what was she like sort of thing. And and, like, they have that conversation or, 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 um, the, I, I think back on like the, the path transport at the end where she doesn't want Obi-Wan to go, but Obi-Wan talks to her and just like, no, you are the future. This is why I'm doing this. Like, there's so many little moments where I feel like that's really good. And I think that the talking character moments is actually what I wanted more of. Like, there's a part of me that wanted Obi-Wan to talk to Anakin more and, and just be like, like, like we got a little bit of it, but I almost wanted more of just like uh, Obi-Wan. Like I, like, I felt like Obi-Wan would be the type of person where like, oh, I have a second chance. Now I can try to redeem him. And like, I know I, I didn't do a good job this time or the first time. Now I have a chance to like really talk and be like Anakin like blah blah. blah. Um, that was something I was hoping for, uh, uh, and and certainly I I think that Leia w- was was good, but at the same time I can understand why some people might have found her uh, annoying or, or or something like that. But how'd y'all feel about Leia in this show? And and was that something that you were happy to see? Were you disappointed at the lack of Luke? How'd y'all feel?
2: I just have to say the Leia quote that I think Carrie Fisher always talked about where it's like she wrote in Wishful Drinking her autobiography is they didn't know how to make Leia strong so they made her angry
4: hmm. which I
2: think is kind of interesting um, when thinking about that character because she is snarky. She is kind of a smart aleck. Right. <laughs> that, that is the character. And right. So for people getting mad at that it's like eh, okay but if you look at Leia in the original trilogy she's pretty snarky and she's pretty rude. She's very capable, but she doesn't. She's kind of, she's kind of rude. Um, and I think you kind of that is part of her character because she doesn't take anything, and she is kind of on a mission all the time. She's very objective. Right. So, I thought that was a good job, and I think it's interesting because someone was saying I thought it was just a Twitter thread that was like, oh, what if he had found out about Leia throughout all this? What would have changed? Yes. What is that? What if? Right. And you go, huh? Okay, so Leia probably would have been stolen Alderaan would have been dead she would have been a sith we're done the series is done and so it's interesting when you compare that also though when you think about to return of the jedi mm-hmm. when vader finds out that there's two of them and he's like there's right. a sister so i think that i mean at the core of as i said about star wars is family right and about hope and that i think leia was the hope and for mm-hmm. obi-wan leia was the hope which is interesting because we think it's luke with a new a new hope right. it's luke luke is the new hope in the star of right. the fourth film but with this i think for for ben's character leia is this new hope for the future right mm-hmm. And that's like bonking you over the head we get that we get that um but i think the power of her with anakin is how to see and we even saw that at the ending right of like you have your father's brashness you're really right. obnoxious like these some of these traits that Anakin has it's like right. you are your father's daughter and you can't help it but um, he sees that within her and how to reconcile that mm-hmm. with hopefully the good she can do
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I think that is the core of it is seeing his best friend within her and how maybe like you said the second generation how can we make this go right right this time when so much of it is still the same aka her being a smart aleck and that mouth
0: yeah yeah and i and i did like how she kind of right in the beginning she was so rebellious and like kind of did whatever she wanted but by the end right she understands that she does have a role to play right and and, and that was cool to see right that obi-wan and 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 kind of their interactions are are what caused that i'll I'll say this though and, and of course i'll let people talk about leia in a second but I hated that last scene, like what you talked about, Abby, not because of the interaction. Because I think the interaction is actually great. I just hate the fact that it took place on this landing pad. Obi-Wan comes from Tatooine, okay? (laughs) And he has a five-minute conversation, right? One, also, isn't this boy supposed to be, you know, trying to be in hiding? Oh, let's have this conversation right out on this this starport. I'm sure no one's going to notice me here. The Empire is definitely not here on this Empire (laughs) world. It's like, like, what is happening? Like, that's like true. <laughs> great interaction, like the, the 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 dialogue, it was actually for once pretty on point, and I really liked the the the, the acting between the two, the, the kind of uh, back and forth. It was just like the setting is just like somebody like guys like he's supposed to be in hiding. Like, what happened? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Jason and and Diego, how do you all feel about Leia uh, in this show?
3: Diego, yeah, you can go first if you'd like.
0: Uh. I, this is actually, like, one of the better parts
1: of the show for me. Um, and I, I think this kind of plays into, like, how I feel about most of the media in which, like, the action is really not good unless it's, like, animated or, mm. you know, part of the game, in my opinion. So, like you said, Adam, I, I like when they stop to do, like, more character-focused stuff. Yeah. And, like, when the dialogue is good, the dialogue is good. Mm-hmm. And I think... Like, again, like, I just, Leia was the highlight of the show for me. Like, besides, like, getting to see, um, Anakin and Obi Wan together again. Right. Like, her portrayal of it, uh, like, the actress, like, for, she's literally, like, nine or ten when the show was filmed, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's incredible how well she can portray Carrie Fisher's Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, every, exactly everything Abby said about just, like, she comes off as, like, snarky and rude and stuff, but, like, she's very objective. Right. It's, 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 it's crazy how like a young kid can can portray an adult character like she's, that she's
0: great she's amazing
1: right and just like the scene I, I i think like the the best scene of the like the the like overall of the show like like besides the fan service stuff I, I think the scene on the back of the truck is actually fucking incredible yeah mm-hmm. um just from, so good just from the. Like, from like a from like a meta theme standpoint like just like yeah that that is something that would happen in real life like it's almost like seeing a fucking like seeing the empire thing on the back of the truck is almost like a fucking jump scare right because you're like oh shit and then yeah this like really friendly dude who is just like oh he's he's a uh, sides with the empire because they bring stability or whatever right if it, it, it feels it, it's it, all about order diego you don't understand exactly like 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 that guy exactly exists right Mm -hmm, yeah the the scariness of that scene is how real it is Mm -hmm. um because you know that there would be those exact people in real life yeah and just like it it feels tense like that that is a perfect example of 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 like something well done in the show in terms of like they're set up you don't know like oh this seems like a friendly alien because like thus far every alien in star wars that has been friendly at the beginning, like stays friendly for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just you know, to go back to like Leia and stuff, it's just like the acting in that in that scene was also just incredible, right? Like I think that was I think that was, um, Evan McGregor at his best, mm-hmm. and I I thought like the chemistry between the two of them was, was just like amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that that scene actually brought me to tears, mm-hmm. like when he was like, "I wish I was your father," right? And I I was just like, dude what the fuck right I, and and like again because like i was not expecting the show to be about leia at all right um and it, when she appeared i was like oh i guess they could do something with leia mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like i'm still like disappointed that the entire like like exactly how jason said it was mostly an escort mission right um but i like had they not fallen to this trope that they've been doing for like the last three shows right right like like i, I think Leia was easily like the best part of the show mm-hmm
0: Stole it entirely, yeah. I, I think that's uh, definitely. Uh, I, 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 what I'll say is, I i can't wait to see what else she does. I kind of reminded me of um, two recent child actors that uh, really stuck out to me was um, what's his name in uh, Room with Brie Larson? I forget his name, but I think his performance there was great. And then I also think of the actor in Looper, uh, the child actor in that, I think he was really good too. Um, but they're escaping me. Anyway, Jason, uh, finish this off, man. What do you think about
3: Leia? Uh, the Looper kid is great. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, to uh, echo uh, Diego and Abby's sentiments, I think that's really lovely. Um, it's true, like that. The moment where he's like, "I, I wish I had a kid like that," and like right. that, I could raise her to be the best she could be, but given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I'm going to be the devil's advocate, Oof. and I di- I did not like. Leia at all <laughs> in this show? Um, oh, oof. No, no. Yeah, I know, I know.
0: Um, no, it's okay, hey, dude. We all have d- differing opinions on this show, so
3: don't even worry about it. You're good. I guess it was just a matter of well, it's not a matter of like a kid actor. It's just a few things. Uh, first thing, uh, when she helped the control panel when they were in that um, sound stage. When remember when the, the the blast doors at the episode five episode. Whatever they oh, needed I mean, when to, she like, like
0: was she was like crawled into the vent and, and right like, yeah and okay.
3: I get that obi-wan trusts her because he he knows that she has a way with the force and her her father was a great mechanic but right also in a time of that dire I wouldn't trust a kid to just do that especially if she's a princess she probably doesn't really do much groundwork like getting her hands dirty because she's a princess so I I would especially in uh, with a, that timely of a duty. I wouldn't have trusted a kid. Nor everyone was like, "Oh yeah, let's just let this seven-year-old, ten-year-old just take care of it." But that—that's that's a nitpick, no big deal. Um, sure. My biggest complaint with Leia, besides it being an escort mission, I still think that just was overdone to to all hell. Um, yeah. Is if this woman and I, if Leia at the end he says to Leia, "You have to keep this a secret," which I get because obviously continuity. But when and then the new hope when uh, Ben Obi-Wan dies, because she knows who it is at this point, there's no way she forgot him. She does not care that Obi-Wan died at all. This person mm. was so integral to your life, saved you, um, opened your your eyes to like new possibilities and being a new person, and you don't really grieve for him. I, it, I guess I'm a stickler for continuity in this case, and I'm usually not one to do that, but this show reeked of continuity error that it took me mm. out of the show so i i have to point wag the finger of that uh her being in it really muddles the water um mm. and uh I, the one other nitpick thing was i mentioned before i do like the the truck scene for most of it and i do like mm. the idea that there is a an empire uh, sympathist uh sympathizer sympathizer um, yep I, I think he was voiced by uh rogan right no that, he
0: was i he i thought was it was
3: seth rogan too i actually Sounds looked like up. a
0: yeah, it did. It was, he's actually Zach Braff. Oh wow!
3: Okay, I can kind of see that.
0: Yeah, um, I thought it was Seth Rogen too. I,
3: I, I, I was waiting, waiting for Hated, was like I,
0: was, I was, I was waiting for the classic Seth Rogen lap.
3: <laughs> like I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but uh, I do love that concept that someone would sell them out. It reminded me of uh Has anyone read Red Saga? Great. I, I uh, know. Thomas. I know which
0: Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, you buy it, the last Adam. man. Adam. I know. Um,
3: I know I would. <laughs> that moment seemed like a perfect saga moment. Like, that, mm-hmm. like, they they think they're safe, but he's just a sympathizer. Like, that's so... I, I, it was a great tense moment, but the plot had to be written so crappy that it was a matter of him accidentally saying her name. That's what I was like. You couldn't write it any any other way than instead, right. like, him accidentally saying Leia, and the Stormtrooper's like, wait, what'd you just say? Did you, did you say Leia? Like, it's dumb. That was dumb. Um, but the concept of Leia being in the show and being so integral, it's just too it it messes up too much continuity mm. that i i think they could have just wrote something else um i mean i'm not a writer to say that but i didn't like the path they took
1: uh a thing i want to give about that is uh, this this i should have will steal from the red letter media review is i think it's what's the word I think it's futile to care about continuity at this point because <laughs> right. it's clear that the writers don't give a shit <laughs> right sure so so i i wanted to take it like even though i was taken out of it for so like so many times because of, like the continuity errors it's like i'm i'm, I'm trying to take it like mm. as as a thing on its own right uh but no i i definitely still like that being said i agree with jason like uh, with what i said before about like the, the show having to justify itself i i was like waiting the entire time i'm like I'm I'm waiting to see what Obi Wan says at the end of the show to Leia to like make all of this like okay. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it I, I like I was not prepared for it to be as simple as like you have to pretend like I don't like we don't know each other.
3: It kinda of comes off creepy <laughs> in a weird out of context, a very creepy scene. Sure, sure. Jokingly yeah. so like this guy I, saying, Remember, we never we never <laughs> spoke. <laughs> we did we didn't have this adventure together. Remember that? I uh, get that, you. Jokes aside yeah um yeah uh I, yeah
0: uh, no, but i know what only the other thing i was going to say too is like i agree with you uh jason in the sense that there are some parts of that truck scene that i think are like just like
5: huh
0: like i remember when the stormtroopers get on and they're like hey so what's your story and then like you know it's like oh it's a long story don't worry and then the guy's like well we've got a lot of time so tell us a story and like two minutes later it's like all right well this is our stop it was like what <laughs> that wasn't a long time at all right. <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> uh and and there's also a lot of weird jumps like that in this show like i, I think about how reva found like the path uh, uh like little like tunnel thing which is really cool by the way i like the concept of the path um and then like she was like hmm and then like somehow she ended up at the end of the tunnel before like how did she even know where the end of the tunnel went to like what um there there was stuff like that and then I think we, we already talked about this before. How she got stabbed with the lightsaber, and then we don't see it, but then she somehow recovered, got onto a a ship that was there, then flew a, a hyperdrive to Tatooine to to try and find uh Luke and Owen. i was just like, wait, whoa, we're jumping really, really, really quick here, sort of thing. Right. Um right. Or or another thing that jumps out to me too is like um when they're infiltrating the base, right? Which is, I again I I hate this episode. I I, I can't even like. I, I just think it's so bad first off uh you, you're telling me that in star wars they don't have fucking earpieces that they're just using the mic like sort of thing there's no mute button on the mic like come on like i've refused to believe this i refuse like they don't have the technology but anyway so that's was on but like i remember when that was happening right when uh, uh um tala does a distraction and then like Kenobi's like oh uh she's close i know where to go it's just like you've never even been to this base before. How do you even know where to go? Like, and I, I guess you could be like, oh, it's the forest, you know, it's speaking to me, but I, I just like, there's so many things. We're just like, well, we're like jumping all over the place. I don't know what's going on. Sort of. Right. thing. Um, but I, I, I it, I'm glad I'll say this. I, I might disagree with you, Jason, but I'm glad that you brought it up in terms of like Leia, Cause it, certainly I, I can understand the, the sentiment. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff in, in, in this show. There's a lot of like new characters, side characters that we were kind of uh, introduced to Kumail Nanjiani, has a pretty substantial role as uh, Haja, as, as like a, a fake Jedi. Um, and we see some other characters, like there was uh, the cameo by Tim uh, Tomorrow Morrison as like the veteran clone trooper that was homeless, which I thought was was kind of interesting. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also had uh, a couple of other people, like we talked about Liam Neeson, he kind of shows up later. Uh, um, Ian McDermott shows up as Palpatine later in the show. Um, we also had, um, you know, Bail Organa, Jimmy Smith reprising his role from Rogue One, as well as the original trilogy. Um, I So out of all these characters, I think the most notable one that was really introduced is probably Tala. Um, uh, obviously, we also had O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son, as um, Colin, I think his name is. Um, and I thought his performance was good. That's Ice Cube's son? Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He plays him in straight out of Compton. He plays Hi. his dad.
2: I have to say, there was one line with him where I was like,
0: bro, huh. <laughs>
2: the one where he's like, my wife died, and Uh-oh. then three lines later, I guessed you're right. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> no, it's... I literally jumped up off the couch, me and my boyfriend. We went, oh, what?
0: I, I was watching with my dad. I was like, huh? That was cool.
2: I got one flash. I went, bro. <laughs> I just imagine as an actor, right? You're going through your scene, and you're like breaking yeah. it apart, and you have right. to do Character study, right? Where you're like, okay, here's my subtext, and it's like I'm trying to think of what his subtext right. was. It was like, <laughs> I'm what like, is. What? <laughs> I,
1: I think I was so bored at that point that I didn't even notice that. But now thinking back on it, right like, oh wait, yeah. Like there there was it felt like there was a moment of hesitation. It was literally
0: thirty seconds. He was like, No, nah, we can't do it. This is too dangerous. We can't do it. It's like, yeah, but what about this? I ah, no, you're right. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> what? This <laughs> is, like, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we should definitely talk about Indira Varma's character, Tala, because she has a pretty substantial role as a, an Imperial double agent trying to help people. um, and, and she does end up sacrificing herself. A little overdramatic, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's like, holding out the detonator for everyone to see. It was like, yeah. oh, whatever. You know, Star Wars, do your thing. But overall, how'd y'all feel about Tala? I, I actually liked what she what they did with the character even if it felt kind of rushed and again the writing of the show just isn't that strong but i do like tala and kind of like the idea um uh, of the character uh, what you all think of her
2: i loved her i also love the actress's work in game of thrones that's what i kept thinking of because she was in game of thrones oh i game was gonna of-
0: say i've never seen game of thrones so i had no idea that she was oh, in it yeah pedro- that's where she's from yes pedro
2: pascal I- she's pedro pascal's I- wife And Pedro Orlando. Oh, <laughs> yeah and mando so they're both in star wars i, see. I thought she was pretty wonderful i thought i hmm. loved the idea okay someone it's like this underground it's like an underground jedi. railroad sort of yeah, thing. yeah underground yeah. jedi network i thought was mm-hmm. really fascinating and right. i and i think again that goes back to what is the rebellion the rebellion is hope and where do you find hope it's in individual people and right. collectives trying to make active change and that's kind of what that the path i thought meant and mm-hmm. i was very into that i actually wish we would spend more time with them
4: Mm -hmm.
2: um honestly um and i thought like a sacrifice like you said how do we feel about characters who self-sacrifice it it has to feel earned or it has to feel like they're they're seeking something in return and i think her moment with obi-wan talking about like yeah you know what when i had did some stuff i saw some stuff and i have tried every day since then to come come back that and i thought that was pretty powerful, honestly, mm-hmm. as a side character. It was very complete. You know me. you been, I've been on enough of these now, Adam. You know right. I love resolution. I love a good bow. Yes. As we call it in film school. Right. She had a bow for me where it's like, all right, I say I saw some children die and I saved some children and now mm-hmm. I'm I'm gone. And I was like, all right, you did what you needed to do. Right. Um did I particularly adore her a lot? No. But I think she did what she needed to do. Um mm. and I thought it was an interesting again feature within this universe that I think Obi-Wan needed to have for this right. journey to make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's because of her sacrifice that we see Obi-Wan kind of like take a different approach, right? Because at first he's like, yes. he's all general mode, sort of thing like, all right, we're going to do this. We have to hold out over here. This is the choke point, you know, sort of thing. And then after that, he starts to yeah. intelligence more, starts to think about how Vader or, or Anakin kind of thinks. So it was, it was yes. definitely interesting uh, to, to see her kind of cause that change uh diego or, or jason how, how what did you guys think of i i guess tala and, and subsequently her sacrifice
3: uh jason you can go out oh, right on <laughs> um uh well, like, like i said before oh sorry my levels are all off um like i said before with tala i really wish they kind of because they tease there's like a romantic thing going on between obi-wan yeah, yeah. i would have really liked more of that um because I think Obi Wan needs some, uh, some, uh, how do you put it? I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like that would be a great branch for his character is to have a loved one and him to because he he saw through Anakin's eyes, and then like people have made fan theories of like what if there was like a love triangle between Anakin and Padme, which could be cool. I <laughs> it's written well. It could <laughs> yeah, that's that's.
0: That's a yikes for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> yes, it is a yikes, but it also could have bolstered Anakin's mistrust of Obi Wan, which could have been pretty cool to see. But uh, uh, with that being said, uh, him maybe watching that, and being like, well, no, I'm I'm with the Jedi Order. I don't need to be with anyone. And then he towards like he's out of commission basically. And then he sees someone that he finds is noble, and then he he has an attraction to, and there's like this connection, this chemistry, and maybe he tempts that. That connection with this person that could've been great, um, but in regards to her actual plot, I thought she was perfectly serviceable. It, it worked. She was a great actor, um, but I feel like her sacrifice with the thermal detonator she could just threw it. She didn't have to hold on to it. <laughs> she could've See, threw it. Chill, bro. She could've threw it and then left. Um, but you know, if they had to write her out, they had to write her out. That's my view.
1: I'm sorry. It just like the that just occurred to me. It's it, like at any point she could, they could have just opened the door the door and thrown a thermal detonator. Thermal right? detonators are nothing it, to thermal, fuck with.
3: They're they're very powerful.
1: Yeah, like a thermal detonator is literally like a mini nuke. Yeah, it, it's different from
3: a grenade. Right. Like it is actually literally a mini nuke. So she could have she could have survived. Yeah. But what Abby was saying, I do like that sentiment of uh, she's seen some things. She's helped people. Yeah, yeah, put a bow on it. She's like, "No, this is my time to go." And on mm. a personal level, I get it if she wants to suicide herself, but otherwise she could have she could have been she could have it, still been kicking.
0: It, it does also have a kind of unique uh, uh uh I guess like connective tissue for lack of a better term to Rogue 1, which is the other kind of interquel between 3 and 4 in terms of episodes because right, uh, Rogue 1 is also about uh, not Saul Carrera, Um what's his name? The the guy played by Mads Mikkelsen. He's also someone who works for the Empire, but is a rebel sympathizer, right? And that's the same thing with uh, with Tala, right? She, she works for the Empire, but she sees how they're wrong and how they're not doing things that she doesn't agree with. And she's trying to, like Abby said, kind of be the, the chains that she wants to see sort of thing. Um, so I definitely think that that's also a cool aspect of the character. Diego, I know that you just recovered from Jason's comment. So, uh, what 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 else do you have to say, dude? I don't know why that got me so hard. I'm just like, just throw the grenade. Yeah, like, you don't have to hold it. I haven't seen you laugh like that since we were at the karaoke in Boston. Oh no! Don't don't make me start. <laughs> uh, so I, it's it's
1: strange because like. Abby and Jason have both described things that just like the shows have already done, Mm. which is like a a love story with Obi Wan. Satine, right? Yeah, Satine. Yeah, yeah, with Satine. Yeah. And and the whole like um the fulcrum plot point that like showed up in Rise of Skywalker with the weird Nazi dude who's like, I just want to, I just want to get back to Kylo Ren. I don't actually care about what's going on. but like the what what they refer to him as which is Fulcrum is like i think it's taken straight from Rebels, which is like the person on the inside that is like feeding them information right so when you when you ask like what i felt about Tala and it's just like i kind of didn't feel anything mm. um i thought like the actress is great i think she like there she had like a lot of cool moments um and and it's weird because it's like it, this is like the one thing in the show that was like very like it was good that it was brief and that like had that bow put on it but just like taken with everything else it's like it's very it's it's kind of jarring mm-hmm. uh because it feels like she should have a longer impact other than just like i'm going to open obi-wan's eyes and then that's it like that's that's kind of all she did in in a sense like it, it's like yeah the the side character also needs a side character but she seemed important enough to have a more like self-determined thing going on but for whatever reason it was it was i mean because it's obi-wan show um and yeah it's just i i if i found it hard to care like also with how she died because it was like not just the the (laughs) grenade thing but it it was it also seemed more a sacrifice of the robot which i love the robot by the way i I don't even know this robot's name but i love him he was great i did too (laughs) but but it's also like another thing that has done been done better Right? right, like in Rogue One with the, the robot in Rogue K2SO One, uh, K K2, two yeah K two SO like like the yeah it's just the issue with this character just like more issues I have with the show where it's just like this uh, like the ideas that they're getting which now that actually that I think about it, Jason, what you said makes a lot of sense. That like I, I'm very curious of what the original script looked like because I'm willing to bet that there was not as much like hey, here we're gonna pick and choose the stuff from the other shows mm. and just like. Put this little Frankenstein monster together of like plot point, I'm, like you, how how to get from one plot point to the now other. Now that you
0: think about it, I'm also thinking of uh, what it wasn't was IG88, but it was that like kind of assassin like droid that also did a self sacrifice at the end of what was it season one of Mandalorian, right? Um Yeah. So uh yeah, definitely lots of parallels also i just want to say for the robot i thought he was gonna beat the fuck out of those stormtroopers with that hammer when they showed it like when he was in the shop I, was like, I, thought so, I, I thought it was gonna turn into like how uh mando not mando excuse me uh boba fett beat up the stormtroopers with his like stick i forget what the, the specific term is for for the stick that the tuscans gave him in mando season two i was like oh my god these stormtroopers are about to get fucked up but it didn't happen uh unfortunately um, so we've talked a lot about the show's other... Oh, go ahead, Jason. Wait, yeah.
3: Quick thing about the robot. Um, yeah. There was like a, a Chekhov's gun situation with that robot. They make it clear that the robot doesn't talk in the beginning, and then they never right. paid it off. I thought he was going to say something right before he died. Yeah. Like, what was the reason <laughs> of mentioning that he doesn't talk? Besides that he just doesn't talk. All right. Because, like, I thought there'd be some payoff there. I mean, he, like, suicides himself. You'd think he'd say, I love you. or I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it was kind of a missed payoff there.
0: Also, just saying, this droid has some of the best name I've ever seen. Better than the battle droids from from the the, the Clone Wars. Better than the stormtroopers. Like, man, he was the MVP. I think. Uh so there's a, a, And is there anything else you guys want to talk about in terms of the character work? Because the last thing I probably want to talk about is cinematography and action before we kind of wrap things up. But there was a couple of other characters. So. Uh, go ahead, Jason. Anything you want to talk about? Particularly? Uh, I guess
3: I, I, wa- I really want to go into why I feel like they misused Obi-Wan. And they ruined his whole his whole legacy. Therefore, um,
0: sure. actually, that's good, too, because I also want to talk about just the overall ending, because I, I think that's something it's super important to focus on. But go ahead. Fantastic.
3: Um, yeah. So, yeah, the ending. Basically, it's just the ending. Um, right. Letting Reva live and letting Vader live. Mm -hmm. Vader's at fault for Alderaan dying millions and millions of people dying is now Obi-Wan's fault. Mm -hmm. He, he could have stopped it right there. I I get it. Vader's now like, it's not, it's not Anakin anymore. He's like, I killed Anakin. I did it. Not you. So I'm Vader, And then he calls him Darth. Yeah, I I get that's a very sweet thing. So he ties into new hope, but he could have killed him right then and there. Billions of people could have lived. So he should have that weigh on his conscience. And then with Reva, Yes, like it's sweet that he's like, "No, you're not a bad person." But also, this is this Obi-Wan if in New Hope, this man cut off a man's arm just because he spoke to Luke wrongly. So, mm-hmm. I could imagine he would kill Reva because she has all the secrets now. She knows he's right. alive. She knows who Vader, Vader and the whole Anakin connection. She knows about the kids. Like, kill her. Like, don't let any loose ends ruin mm. everything else cuz who knows? She might be good now and then she might be swayed to the dark side later. So, that's a big loose end but that one i can kind of forgive because they need to make more sequels so reva needs to have her own show keep her around why not but vader had to die in that moment him letting vader live is beyond dumb and it ruins obi-wan for me
0: i i do think um something that abby you had brought up before was something along the lines of like so much of what star wars is about philosophical questions and i do think it would have been cool for the show to kind of explore that of like is it morally correct Obi-Wan to kill Vader sort of thing right that was the original idea in episode three yeah but now that Obi-Wan knows right that Anakin is still alive is it his duty to finish the job sort of thing yeah and what does that actually mean I think that would have been a super interesting thing and and also again I'm just gonna say it out there would have been great if Obi-Wan meditated and talked to Qui-Gon to get Qui-Gon's opinion to be like hey yo Qui-Gon you're the one who told me to take care of this kid. What am I supposed to do? Sort of yes. thing. I would have loved to have seen what Liam Neeson had to say about that. But, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, you know. Obi-Wan's it.
3: fault too. I mean, it's Qui-Gon's fault too. Because he it's his fault that this is all happening. Let's be fair here. Sorry, continue.
0: <laughs> Abby and Diego, how, how do you view about what, what what Jason said in terms of where, where Obi-Wan was? Do you think that that is a big, I don't even want to call it a plot hole so much as just like a, a failing to, to see the, the narrative through line, I guess, from episode three to episode four? Is that something that you noticed, or how do you feel?
1: Abby, you can go first if you have something.
2: You go. I have to think about that. I am ethically asking myself this question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's it's a weird thing, uh, because if you, if you do the correct thing, that is also a continuity error, that I'm thinking about it now, because how would obi-wan be the cheery old dude he is in episode four right if reva redeems herself and then he has to kill her anyway right right so there just isn't any winning here like the, the fact that the show went the way it did there, there's no winning mm-hmm. right it's, it's like i said before like the writers don't give a shit um it is a, it is a really interesting question though, and I think like Jason is absolutely right with saying like it is absolutely your fucking duty to like kill this woman. She knows too much. Uh, and and like to leave Vader alive after you what hell you watched him commit right. <laughs> to this village is is also like that that one's like uh that one's a bit more open ended mm-hmm. than the one with Riva because with Reva, it's like unequivocally like yeah you have to do this mm-hmm. or maybe. Right, but like with Vader, it's like you show like is it fair for you to show mercy to this guy who has shown none himself over you know this the course of this everything that's going on. Right, you can kind of go like wherever with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we could talk for hours about like is it right for him to leave him there? Probably not. Right, but also what would you do in that situation if like your best friend who you thought you murdered? Mm -hmm. Or, or like le- at worst, like left there to be in pain, suffering for hours until he died, and then you find out he's alive, and then now you have to kill him for real this time. Right? Like, would you do it? Mm-hmm. Like, this, despite all the 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 ethical questions of like, yeah, he l- literally killed all these people. Right. But you're going to leave him alive because you don't have the strength to do it, mm-hmm. and that isn't like and and that 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 is those are like very interesting questions that I think the the show did not focus on. Right. Um, and especially with Reva, cause it's like, you could, you could make the argument for both. And it's like, if, if he is committed to his duty, I'll say I, at least it's consistent. Like if he's not going to kill Darth Vader, mm-hmm. then, then it kind of makes sense that he's not going to kill Reva.
0: I would agree with that.
2: That's what I would say. I would say that's not Obi-Wan's character. I think neither of those actions are who he is and who we've seen him yeah. to be ever mm-hmm in clone wars and attack of the like ever that is not something he would do and so i almost i don't say it's defeatist but i think obi-wan himself i don't want to say he's not defeatist but i think he himself knows he could beat him up i think he knows he can't kill him honestly and i think he he maybe understands that that's not his part in this destiny that's not his role to play Mm. um and i think that's a very interesting point but yeah, he would not. In my mind, would not kill Reyna. I don't care if she has information. This is someone who went through something that he feels guilt about. I don't think he would perpetuate that further. Mm. And then with Anakin, I just it's it goes against his moral fiber of what that character is. Is like even I go back to D and lot, right? But of like a lawful good character. Um, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it, it is a super interesting question. I'm so glad that you brought it up, Jason, because like the. I think the fact that we're asking the question also kind of goes back to what we are saying before about, like, the fact that the show doesn't explore that as a bit of a missed opportunity, right? About, like, um, now that Obi-Wan knows that Anakin is still alive, what is the the morally correct thing to do to ensure the future sort of thing? Um, and, and I think that there's definitely a lot of dialogue and a lot of story that could have kind of gone back and forth, whether it be between him and, and someone else, like, Maybe he talks to to Bail Organa, who like can just Skype him anytime. Apparently, like <laughs> also, I just love that. By the way, hey man, I know I, ha- I I'm not supposed to contact you, and it's been a while, but I just want to check in, and I you know I just want to make sure you're okay, sort of thing. But point being, though, like uh, right, who else is he going to talk to that knows about what happened, sort of thing? And he's just like, dude, like, do you know that Vader's Anakin? Like what the fuck, like sort of thing. Um, so there's definitely some interesting kind of um character dynamics that weren't explored. So I'm really happy about that. I'm like similar to Abby, I'm still thinking about, just like, hmm, like what are the implications there? Uh, and and how could you formulate the story so that I guess like it makes sense continuity wise and character wise. Hmm. Can
3: I, can I add? Go ahead. Of course. Um, well, uh, first for, let's do that. Um, first thing, uh, obviously Disney just wrote themselves in a corner. So like this didn't need to happen. This problem never needed to exist where we have to question like, Oh man, Obi-Wan kill Vader. Like, Three set it up perfectly. He thought he died. He didn't think that Palpatine was going to come and save him. So, yes, like he left his friend to burn to death. Uh, right. So, like, there's that. But uh, to what Abby was saying, I uh, contest. You were saying that in the previous previous movies, shows, whatever, um, that's not Obi-Wan's character. I disagree. I watched two and three. Obi-Wan is a very trigger-happy motherfucker. Um, <laughs> he, he really, no, like he draws a saber almost every time first and uh with a dooku so like at the end of attack of the clones um there's the thing on uh oh fuck geonosis. Remember. Geonosis. geonosis so geonosis then they're flying the ships the clones come save the day save the surviving jedi and then they go after dooku um uh padme falls out of the ship uh that the clones were driving and then right. uh, anakin's like no we gotta stop and save padme he's like no we need to take care of dooku because this is our duty our duty is to protect the republic and save all lives at, at any cost. So, like Padme will be, will be fine. And he was like, "What would Padme do in this situation to like get Anakin back on his side?" He was like, "Yeah, she would fulfill her duty." He's like, "You're damn right, she would." So we need to kill this guy. So if they're going to kill this old man, like uh, track him down and kill him, he would do the same for Vader. Vader is lost, and, and in the context of if. Obi-Wan thinks he's not lost, right, to keep him alive for his own conscience. So he's going to raise his son, Anakin's son, to then kill him. So he's going to make his his son go through unnecessary trauma to kill his dad instead of just doing right then and there and uh, Luke having a happy life. Unless he really believed Luke needs to be the the new hope and, like, it's the Jedi way, even though there's no scripture that said, no, the bloodline needs to kill the bloodline. He should have just done it right then and there. Saved a lot of heartache. Saved a fucking planet. I'm pointing out a planet literally right there. That's great. Um, <laughs> he's gonna save a planet. So, it's just nonsense. Disney completely ruined their their whole structure there by making us even question this. Like, it was perfectly fine before. So, it didn't need to happen. They didn't need to have a Vader fight. Yeah, it was cool, but they didn't need it because now it's causing more questions of what would Obi-Wan do or what should he do, et cetera, et cetera. The, the Reva stuff, honestly, like, I guess, yeah, you're right. It is consistent. If he's not going to kill Vader, don't kill Reva. He really should have killed Reva for sake of information and potentially blowing this whole thing. But for the sake of character staying and continuing on with whatever story they want to go there, fine. That's whatever. But with Vader, he was going to kill Dooku easy. Like he was like, we need to save the Republic. This is our duty because the Jedi are police. They're these wizard police in this world, so they have this duty. Yes, he's not a Jedi anymore in a weird way. I don't know if you want to go by if there's any code anymore, but um, if we're going consistency of the prequels, he should have fucking killed him.
0: <laughs> Devils, <laughs> Devils advocate. Oh,
1: sorry. Yeah. Go ahead to you. Sorry. Yeah. I, I I wanted to contest the contest, but then I also have a point to 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 add on to Jason um, because. This is a uh you still debate. have this is a spirit. i like this sorry keep going <laughs> so so the the easiest way to explain explain away everything is like oh the force like the, the force <laughs> wills it the force could do anything. The, so <laughs> yeah like the, it's not the bad writing it's the force that is like this is your destiny which i wonder if there's any piece of star wars media that deconstructs the force acting on its own i guess we'll never know um <laughs> quote or two anyway um to to add to the point about the wizard police, I, I I think like I think that he probably still is like he's still holding on to the to the Jedi code uh, because it's it's you could see it in, in Empire Strikes Back with how Yoda and uh, uh, Obi Wan's Force Ghost are like telling Luke, don't fuck off and go save your friends. We need to do this here right now. Um, so they're still adhering to the same morals that they were like in the republic era which again it's like the movies are like 40 years like that that movie is like 40 years removed from this show writing is, is terrible but i i think it's like you're right in that it keeps like going back and forth between like these characters and and there's not like a line through that's consistent um because of the writing and also just a consequence of time but i i think what you're saying has merit but I also disagree with the idea that, like, uh, it's it's not within. I, th- I think for how the universe works, I think it makes sense. I think for the writing being bad, I think Star Wars writing is just
0: bad. <laughs> Are you an
3: angel? Uh,
0: Are you an
2: angel? <laughs>
3: wait, wait, quick thing. I think the Sand quote is actually really deep. There, I said Andy, it.
0: My goodness, you've grown.
3: The sand quote is really he deep. It. He was a slave his whole life. Of course, he hates sand, but he likes the sand there because it's like it's like a dream, and it's like he's with the love of his life. But he hates sand because it reminds him of his fucking terrible life that he lived.
1: Yeah, and he's like this little slave kid who got taken away by space cops. Like, of course, he's going to be awkward. Yippee! Oh
2: man, it's, God. it's I agree.
0: <laughs> it's. Like... This is pod racing.
2: This is pod racing, Adam.
0: I so to to
1: to circle back to Qui Gon real quick. Uh, hi, I'm sorry, my cat's yelling at me. Um, I it, it would have been like like you said, Adam. Like uh, Qui Gon would have had something to say about all this.
0: I'm not like, want to like hear, hear what Qui Gon has to say. Like we've gone. Uh, let's hear what Liam Neeson. Yeah, because because right? the kid, he was like, hey, he's a chosen one. Got to take care of him. Hey man, you know that kid that you talked about? Uh, he's like the the uh, apprentice of of the Sith Emperor. Uh, so like, what, what was up with that sort of thing? Like, I I want to hear what he has to say. If if it
1: it would have been hilarious if it turned into some like telephone conversation where it's just like finally Obi Wan gets his force back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to steal the line, but it's honestly so funny. Like when he gets his mojo back, right. it's like the right. different letter media people said it, <laughs> but. It would have been so funny if he has a conversation with Qui-Gon and then Qui-Gon's like, Huh, and then he goes to and talks to Anakin himself and he's like, Annie, did you kill those kids? <laughs> like...
0: I hate you. Uh...
1: but 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 functionally though, right? Like like that is something you would expect that like right, like this guy who is like, Yeah, this is the chosen one explain yourself motherfucker (laughs) like what why did you think that and then and and then show with the characters like their reactions to the events
0: that take place i i I do think that there's there's a lot to to kind of be said there and and i i think so much to what dave filoni said in one of those mandalorian like bts things where he talked about how important the fight is between darth maul and 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 qui-gon sort of thing because it's really about the destiny of the galaxy right like because qui-gon is the father that that anakin needs sort of thing um, and that's part of why I'm so keen to, to really hear about Qui-Gon and, and kind of get his take on everything and, and kind of see how it all plays out. Um, Don't say that. Um, So th- there's, there's a couple of things I also want to talk about. So um, there, I, I know that, Diego, you had mentioned that you felt like the action wasn't shot that well. Were you saying that for the entire show or a specific fight in particular? Oh, man. Because I, I, I definitely want to hear, I, I guess, like, how you all feel about the action scenes. Then we go to the final fight, which I think is something that we certainly have to discuss and just the overall ending. Then we can probably wrap things up. Um, so go ahead. I'll,
1: I'll say something. The movies I think does better than most of the shows mm-hmm. is the action Be- because of the budget is there. Right? Sure. Like, like a lot of the, the big action set pieces are just like, especially in the prequels, it's just like, you cannot, you you cannot the, the like just objectively speaking i think like i'm going to i'm going to throw the big word out there objectively speaking like the action sequences in the prequels are just like unmatched um like all the the, the war like the like sc- you really I would get say the, the
0: scale of the war
1: is certainly on display right right yeah. that's, that's more what i mean yeah. like you you really get the scale of the action mm-hmm. um and this show is like the the worst example of like how to do scale and action at the same time mm. i think because you have this like battle that's that's going like this ground battle between this like platoon of stormtroopers and the rebels inside right, right? there is this massive star destroyer overhead this is like the capital ship essentially because it's vader yeah ship. the fact that it's like 50 stormtroopers versus like you know like 50 to 100 rebels rebels right. right it's mostly refugees right and and it's still like the stormtroopers performing performing as bad as they are on screen right but then still gaining ground on the rebels it's like all of it is extremely confusing like like from a from a tactic standpoint from like <laughs> a how it's from how it looks right to to just like all of it right and and like and like whoever said it before about like this reva and obi-wan talking through the door and it's just like does no one behind them like hear anything <laughs> it, it, like it, like even if they don't hear it right it's just like like what the fuck is going on behind them like like surely vader can can see or like anyone on the on the starship like sure maybe they don't have like head mounted cameras on the stormtroopers, right even though they probably do but it, it's, it's just like all of it is such a like confusing sequence like it doesn't It doesn't feel like like a whole thread. It's just like cut up pieces. And then the action itself, it feels so discombobulated. And just like none of it makes any sense. And I think like it is just as bad as like the action sequences at the end of Boba Fett. Where it's like these two giant droids are like chasing people down, like chasing them on a straight line, like on the street. And everyone continues to run down in a straight line down the street instead of like going off to the sides where the droids can't get to them. And the droids are also just missing the entire time, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like this thing that, th- like, this this crazy threat that is supposed to be extremely dangerous right. just isn't. And then it, or, and it doesn't look like it is. But then it is anyway. Because uh, it's like, okay, sure, they're g- gaining ground on them. But then, like, this one thermal detonator, like, stops them long enough. Um, and they're still fucked anyway. So it's like, it, it, it's way too, I don't know, disconnected.
0: Hmm. How would you feel about the, the lightsaber fights? Besides the last one, we'll, we'll 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 talk about that in a second. But like, how would you feel about the first encounter between Kenobi and Vader?
1: Um, I actually thought that the, in in terms of like character, that the first fight kind of is is on par with it with the ending. Um because you can like darth vader himself is like really on display Mm -hmm. like in the first sequence because it's like he's just one-handed like beating down kenobi right like not putting in any effort just like handles him um and that speaks a lot to like where obi-wan is as well right um so i i thought it was good It, it it felt out of place in a way because it was like oh you're not expecting them to meet each other so soon right and it's like oh obviously this shit is not going to come to like a conclusion 3 episodes in the action itself was like fine but it, the it's it's not meshing well together whereas like i don't i don't think i have a complaint about the the ending light like, Taper duel i think it was actually shot i actually that's wrong i really really had a big problem with the shaky cam yes it did not look like a star wars movie yes i agree or or like anything star wars like like i've never seen shaky cam in star wars before i was so confused
0: i think there was i I haven't seen broken in a while i think there was some shaky cam in there but that made sense for what they were going for i think in terms of being more of like a gritty kind of realistic war movie but i agree with you that i I think the way some of the lightsaber scenes were shot where i was just like i don't i don't know why we're doing the shaky cam here this feels a little weird in terms of like the shots that you're choosing um I also like uh i know we haven't touched on this a little bit but i thought some of the cg in this show like you could tell like all right well the, the money clearly went to getting ewan and uh, uh hayden back because some of the cg i was just like all right the green screen looks a little bad guys like like pretty bad um so it, it, that's definitely something i i, I noticed as, as well um the
1: the lighting was like super on and off for me yeah uh, because there there was sequences where it's like the lighting was was low, right. but it it would turn out to be like a cool shot, like like you can only see, uh, Vader and 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 um, and Obi Wan mm-hmm. through the light emanating from the lightsaber. Which is really cool. Dark.
0: Which is cool. I like when when the lightsabers are used as actually independent light sources, sort of thing. I keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought that that was like pretty creative, mm-hmm. um, and like it looked good, right? And it looked cool for the sake of looking cool, which. Is, again like that that's fine when it it, that happens and it's actually like done well right but there's other times where it's just like shit i'm actually having trouble remember if it was this show in particular but it was just like there there just seems to be an issue with lighting in shows overall recently right it's just so hard to see shit Mm -hmm. um and i wouldn't be surprised if there was like stuff in here because i i'm having trouble remembering outside of like the last episode and like the you know the horror village scenes where it was like got really dark for no reason yeah but yeah,
0: Jason, you look like you you have strong thoughts on on action in the, in this show. Uh,
3: I I thought it was very cheap looking. It looked like it was all was that soundstage they've been using lately. I don't know. Probably in like Atlanta. There's a special technology ever since Mando where it's basically just in okay. one giant soundstage
0: oh i know what you're and, talking about they use the unreal engine so that no matter worked which, which camera angle you're at the the leds react in real time to wherever the camera right. sort of thing yeah and i it forget works, what it's called but i know what you're talking
3: about it works to a degree but when it comes to like battle i completely agree with everything diego said um uh when it comes to battles it's just so tame cheap um when they do the um the invasion of their the rebel base that yeah. it felt so small scale and, like, cool, it, claustrophobia is cool and all. Like, that's that's a good right. angle to go with it. But it, it felt cheap, especially how, like, nobody was getting shot at, like you were saying earlier. Like, it's it just absurd. But um, what I noticed mostly watching the show and then watching the prequels, again, I'm always going to call back to the prequels because I feel like it's a great uh, judge of the two shows because, like, Obi-Wan is so tied to the prequels, um, that the use of environments in the prequel fights were mm-hmm. amazing like wherever you were it mattered to where the what the what's happening in the fight here it was mm-hmm. always desert and then maybe some rocks being thrown other than that it was it was very plain Jane kind of fights and no use of the environments to a degree where it like made it exciting to where they were like mm-hmm. it should matter to their their setting and time place sure. um, the lighting of the lightsabers was neat um, I liked elements of the first Darth Vader fight where like he dragged him through fire. I liked the idea I that, that was cool. I, I love that Darth Vader is uh, just wants to torment him. That's great. Right. It's still, it doesn't make sense for me logically why they're even fighting, but I like the idea that he just burns himself. It, then they kind of take it away with the whole back to tank being like easy way out. Now, anyone could just go in a back to tank and be completely fine no matter what in this universe. But, um, uh yeah um i liked elements but otherwise nothing of note that really wowed me uh, a lot of mm-hmm. quick cuts a lot of like you're talking about shaky cam it wasn't even like legit shaky cam it was post production shaky cam to hide any errors that they've made while shooting it um yeah it, which it wasn't it like worse. paul
0: greengrass what he did with the Bourne movies where right. it's like okay this is actually pretty good shaky cam like they they made that a part of the action this one it just felt like all right you're just not showing me what's going on sort of they
3: thing. wanted to hide things um yeah. and yeah it, it showed and it was boring didn't really find and then you were saying about tala fighting the two uh stormtroopers and then just smacking one oh Oh, yeah. ridiculous um it's just
0: like it's a looney tune sketch at that exactly.
3: point. exactly uh yeah so action really did nothing for me cinematography was just very plain there might have been a There was a couple shots
0: where I was really like I remember there's that one shot where it's on Vader and he's in the um the bridge and like you see the reflection in like in the window sort of thing and then it goes to the planet. There's a couple Mm -hmm. cool things that I thought were really cool. Um, we're gonna you look like you're gonna say something, Diego. I I thought that the uh, this
1: is where part of it's like kind of like a detriment if you've played the games because it's like you kind of know that the force is kind of bullshit and that you could just do whatever right. But it was it was strange to me how directly they took a thing from Force Unleashed, which was Vader taking down the ship with yeah, like just the Force. Oh force. Yeah, yeah,
2: buddy. That,
1: that was that was great. It was awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And and I think it's I think it's fine that he didn't just do it again because you can kind of, you know, hand wave it being like okay he's out of mana like yeah. he needs like to recharge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that being said it it's it's it feels like as as with it always does that the force being whatever the writer wants it to be at the time it's like if obi-wan could just like throw a fuck ton of rocks at vader at any moment mm. right could he And this is where like the nitpicky stuff right. is. it's like having seen that in the previous episode i feel like this wouldn't be like such a big threat to him like clearly he is the better force user right if he's able to take
0: down a fucking i ship. mean i'm just gonna be honest we can go down this rabbit hole just like why the fuck are we even using lightsabers in the first place guys if we can if we're using force powers this might as well turn into like magneto like 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 dbc style fights and like i, I i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole in terms of the like oh i hate that they're using lightsabers something like that but like it it's a relevant question that i've heard people bring up before like vader right like when he's fighting um Reva, he barely uses a lightsaber unless he wants so, to. He it. doesn't use he just it. just like, all.
2: yeah. I literally was going to bring it up. Yeah. My favorite fight actually was the Reva, like Vader fight. Right. Like, no cap. Honestly. Because I thought it was the most like visually interesting fight. Yes. In and, a long time.
0: And the choreography was actually interesting, too, right? <laughs> Phenomenal. Because Reva's like trying to do all these things. All right, I'm going to do the spinny thing. Oh, well, fuck, that didn't work. Okay, like, uh, I'm going to do the double. All right, well, that didn't work either. Damn it. Like, um... yes. So, so yeah that that was pretty well executed. yeah okay. like for once the 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 uh choreography was good and and it's good that you brought that up to you jason about the prequels because the prequel is something that people complain about right is that they were or over choreographed right that looked like dancing instead of fighting i don't know if i agree with that but i've heard that criticism before uh whereas if you look at the original trilogy right it's a bit more stiff right they're just like they're a bit more but more emotional um sort of thing uh, and and I, I wonder if they like try to do like a happy medium of the choreography, but with like the stiff to like bridge them. I don't know if that's a fact. That's how it came across to me. Because some of like the the choreography came across as bizarre. Like I love the last fight with um Vader and and Obi Wan mostly because of the emotion behind it, not so because of the choreography. Like like there's the the it's Force right. earthquake, and then there's the Force explosion out, and then there's the Force like rock stampede, and like it was just like I, I like that's fine. Like, cause my favorite lightsaber fights are actually the the trailers for Star Wars: The Old Republic. I think those are hands down the best lightsaber fights ever. They're so good, um, and I I can't wait until one day we actually see that on screen. But uh, point being though is that like, I I like the last fight so much because of the emotion behind, it, not necessarily because of the the choreography. Like there that like when when Obi Wan actually slashes his mask, the way he does it, it's like he he like decided to use one leg to jump and was like. Ugh. And, and like, and like barely grazed, it wasn't even, it didn't even look like a decisive strike sort of thing, but the emotion behind it is so good that like, I, you kind of just ignore it at that point. Cause you're so satisfied with the emotional core of like what the fight itself is. Um, but I have two questions uh, for, for all of you. One, did you feel like that resonated with you? I know Jason, you, you've been kind of critical. So I'm definitely curious to hear your opinion. Um, did you feel like that resonated with you? And then I, I guess on top of that, right. Did you feel like what you were seeing on screen was representative of what was actually going on, right? Because I think there was a couple really good shots of cinematography that that really kind of showed the core of what was going on. But I know some people, again, like Jason, you, you seem like you're not too big on it overall. So uh start off with you, Jason. How did you feel about that kind of last fight and I guess like the the core of the emotions, and but as well as this thing surrounding it, the choreography, cinematography, all that stuff?
3: um you're you're hitting the money on the head with the whole uh lightsabers kind of being pointless um mm-hmm. ordeal in terms of like the grand scheme of their power right usage. but you really just have to like let that exactly rain kind of just
0: like whatever sort of thing
3: that's like the superman thing like you can't have an interesting fight with superman if he could do everything so like you just exactly gotta, like... um the the emotion was there um my favorite part of the battle—it's and it's not really a part of the battle—is post him slashing his face um, yes. when he's having that talk. I'm a big uh, audio audio buff, so I love listening to things. So I thought the 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 mesh of Hayden Christian's voice and the yes. AI James Earl Jones voice because I don't think actually allegedly, allegedly it is—it's not actually his voice. Okay. They like perfected AI because back in Rogue One and when they did Lion King, his voice oh. sounded old like right he's an he old, he's, old. He's old he man is old yeah so either he, he's 94 right? 94 yeah. bless
2: his heart he's
0: up there he's up there for sure
3: uh so the the mix of that was perfect i love it was blah, so blah, good blah, blah, blah. uh right. but the fight itself i kind of was checked out of the show at that point i was excited mm. to see how it had ended and only was more disappointed when at the end of that battle where i'm not gonna get into it again he should have just right. nicked him sure um yeah, the, the fight itself was fine. Um, when you were saying about the the prequels being very like very light-footed and kind of like a right which I yeah. like um, mixed with I think the sequels actually did something really cool there. I thought that the sequel the Disney sequel trilogy did a cool mix of like light-footedness and uh, weight to the sabers. No, um, I,
0: I think the sequel trilogy, kinetic like, what I always describe the sequel trilogy as kinetic, right? You can tell they're swinging for the fences sort of right. thing whenever this one. Right, right, Sorry, right. keep going. No, no, yeah.
3: no, you're buying the money. So, like, and I guess you can kind of, I forget where I heard this from, but I thought it was a cool, like, headcanon, was uh, the reason why lightsabers are, like, a Jedi tool is that you need the Force to use them. That might have been a red-letter media thing, Diego. i
1: i straight up yeah because i heard the same thing like literally like yes i think it might have been
3: i I watched so much in the last like many years but um one of the yeah i think it was red letter media they were saying like maybe you need the force to use it so like in the prequels i mean the prequels the um original trilogy it made sense that while vader's old and he's a robot and Mm -hmm. luke is fairly new to the lightsaber and obi-wan was also old in that that it is a little heavy for them um in the prequels they're all on top of their game every jedi is right. like young spry even yoda because yoda was the best uh lightsaber duelist um they were all pretty light-footed with it um so i kind of made sense and they were more in tune with the force back then because the force is dead is dying mm. in the ot and the sequel well, in the sequels i guess i don't know but um so that kind of made sense there uh so in this case yeah it was a fine fight um, nothing like offensive about it. I felt like some of the force power stuff was a little eh. Like, I didn't really like the I think, earthquake. I think the, the
0: CG lot. was really what brought me out of it, but yeah, I you're saying, yeah, that yeah. might have been
3: it. But yeah, that's
0: my, Abby, that's w- my thoughts. Abby, what, what'd you think of the, the last fight between them?
2: It's not Mustafar. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, what is What <laughs> it's is? It's not Mustafar. Moves oh, yeah, it's I don't not... know
2: what to say to that. Um, yeah i thought it was good i think we needed the previous vader obi-wan fight to show that he was not in ship shop shape i think he needed to get his ass beat
4: yeah
2: (laughs) a very eloquent way of saying that Mm -hmm. but we needed that to happen and i do agree with you that i had goosebumps again with the fire moment because me me and my dad were texting and we're like how long do you think he was plotting that like like and Anakin was like ooh, and when I see him he's going into the fire like we were just like (laughs) trying to think of like his name like plotting that for so long um so I thought that was fun but I actually do think production design I agree that it was hit or miss but you know me I love stage combat and I love choreography Mm -hmm. um and I do actually think the reign of Vader was the most impressive visually in the entire show like it wasn't even Obi-Wan or Vader which I think is I don't know if that's just because I thought it was a different perspective that we haven't really seen before in a fight, mm. and why I thought it so intriguing, um, or just how good Vader is and that he that is him in his prime, and to see him like that is so engaging. Right. Um, but yeah, I I was not oohing and aahing over the rocks. I was not in awe. I don't know the, the thing that got me the most. I guess awe, like even um, Jason said, was actually the audio yeah <laughs> after the fight, I was like, wow, but the fight itself, I was like, okay, cool and you know Hayden and you and love CG oh yeah Well, that's I thought and of course with the there's stage combat and their fight captain saw shout out to the crew, but like mm-hmm. you can tell them as actors, the combat is an extension of the character, yes, a hundred percent for them um and you can see that respected because I think some actors and definitely, don't want to say don't marvelize my star wars i was like okay i saw that on twitter i was like okay but i do agree that there are a lot of actors who are like okay that is the my um stunt double and then i am the character right But then i think they do believe that it's unification between the two and you have to because the character is an extension of the combat.
0: I, I mean, even the fight between Anakin and Obi Wan in the flashback is is actually pretty good. Obviously, it's like a training I session. I love. Sort of thing.
2: I did like the flashback. It's a yeah. training
0: session, obviously, but like it, the way, like you said, it's a character study, right? About Anakin's aggression, his needs, his, his, yes. at its root, he's such an insecure person, right? He needs to prove himself yeah. always, con- assert complete dominance. And even in his fight with Reva, that's an, ex- like, he could have taken out Reva at any point, right? But he needed to show her how outclassed that she was in order to show his, his dominance, right? And that like I am so good sort of thing. But that's his inner insecurity, right? Of just like, he needs to prove himself to Reba, he needs to prove himself to the Emperor, he needs to prove himself to Obi-Wan, right? I'm better than you. Like that last time I lost was a flute, whatever it is. Um and so I, I actually agree with you, Abby, and and uh, Jason in the in the fact that the fight itself is fine. It's not like amazing, but the character moment after the fight is so good with the audio like you said. The thing that really struck me was the visuals, right? How uh, Anakin's face, when it's only uh, uh, half of it, is shown, right? And how it's blue. But when he goes to say that, what's it called? Like, uh, oh, Anakin is dead uh, or something, right? Like Vader killed him. And and then then it turns red because the illumination of his lightsaber. I was like, this is really, really fucking good sort of thing in terms of the audio and visuals and how we're trying to tell that through the story, uh, through that medium, instead of just telling it, just like, yes, Vader is here now. Sort of thing. Yeah, it was, it was super well done, and I think that's probably one of the best scenes of the series. And and honestly, I think one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, just the way that confrontation happens. Um, but Diego, oh sorry, go ahead, Jason.
3: Quick, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Um, the show. You, hold
0: on, hold on, get closer to the mic. Your sound levels are low. Oh,
3: the show kind of. St- oh, here we go. The show kind of stole from itself, though. Uh, Diego, hmm. you might be able to tell, uh, like, uh, comment on this. Rebels did the same shtick. With like the half face with him, the spoiler warning with Ahsoka. So like they see. Did I was before. about to
0: ask about this. I was about to ask about that. So <laughs>
3: so Diego, oh.
0: I, I was going to ask you right, like because you've seen Rebels, how does this confrontation compare to Anakin's confront or Vader's confrontation with Ahsoka, right? Because it's 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 kind of the same idea. These are the two people who are closest to, to Anakin. Also, uh, I have actually said this to Diego. After watching Clone Wars, I feel like Anakin is closer to Ahsoka and Obi-Wan more than he, he was ever close to Padme, even though Padme is his main motivation for, for so much of the suit. But that's, that's a different argument. Um, so how, how do you feel like they compare, right? Because they're similar things, right? Uh, ghosts of Anakin's past coming back to confront him. Ghosts of, of when he was on the light side, right? Like sort of thing. Now that he's fully embraced the dark side sort of thing. So how do you feel like they compare it overall? so well well, first
1: like as far as like character moments go i i think like that this stuff like i agree it's it's the best when it's done in a way that's like it serves the characters right like like the the fight honestly was okay it, it was not one of the better lightsaber duels but with all that stuff happening and then like again the sound mixing and like all that was fucking incredible and it really leaves an impression so is again like I wish they did more of that, um, and with what I said earlier about like I saw this coming a mile away because it's like okay if you're gonna bring back Hayden Christensen you are not gonna have him not speak when he is Darth Vader, and I like after I watched the first episode like the next day I was talking to my dad about it or the the first two episodes because they premiered together and I was like. Yeah, they're probably gonna do what they did in Rebels with when he fought Ahsoka. Was just like he's gonna, his eye is gonna be visible and it's gonna go from blue to red and then back or whatever. And you're gonna hear the voice actor like, or you're gonna hear Hayden like you could hear the voice actor for Anakin in the Clone Wars. And it was it was exactly that, just like where it, instead of his right eye, it was his left eye. Oh, okay. So th- that was the only difference in the two scenes. But despite how like, you know they transplanted like Derative. again this is a thing they transplanted yeah, yeah. despite how derivative it is i don't think it actually cheapened it at all because it 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 is earned like it he is as close to obi-wan as he is to ahsoka um and it would make sense that like if anyone is going to make him is if anyone is going to make anakin like be visible for a moment yeah like as fleeting as it is it's going to be like either ahsoka or obi-wan mm-hmm. So this is the one moment where I'm like I mean like I I still wish we didn't get here <laughs> but I'm I'm still like I'm 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 more than okay with it like I, I love the scene right. like I thought it was I thought it was great um and to also a thing that was done better in rebels just separately was um and I I I think my my overall favorite favorite lightsaber duel um was between uh Darth Maul and Ben Kenobi, in a mm. and it is—I—I I won't say much, but I, it, it is entirely only a character thing, right?
0: So, uh, what what I'll also say before we wrap things up, just about this last fight, is that um, I want to echo what Abby said in terms of like you could tell that Hayden and Ewan are given it their all in terms of like not only the choreography, obviously, but also just acting. Like again what Hayden is doing with like so little of, uh, of his face to say those things and express like you could see the anger, the rage in his eyes sort of thing. Um, and I think that's so hard to pull off. And again, it just goes to show that like both of them didn't really get a fair shake in the prequels, right. Uh, when it came to the material that they were working with. But in this one, again, we've talked about the inconsistencies, but it does give them a bit more time to flex and kind of show one, how much they love these characters, but also what they can do with these characters. And so in that way, I'm, I'm pretty grateful uh, overall. Um, and the cinematographer is actually, um, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, is uh, Chung Hoon Chung, Hoon Chung, who did Old Boy, uh, the Korean version, as well as Last Night in Soho and Mean and Earl and the Dying Girl sort of thing.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. I never realized that this guy
0: did an Old Boy. Yeah, Old Boy 2003, which wow. is one of my favorite movies ever. So um, clearly someone who knows what they're kind of doing. Uh, that's all I I really wanted to say before we wrap things up. Is there anything that any of you guys wanted to say? Any last things you want to talk about? I don't know. Maybe one of you are a really big fan of Kumail Nanjiani or... Uh, or of Lola or something like. That. I don't know if there's anything else you want to oh, really Justice talk about. Justice for
2: Lola, the or lady like robot.
0: I, I can't believe the whole like. Oh, we know that it's evil
3: because the lights are red now. It's like, oh god, come on. <laughs> but it's cute. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <going> on that. <laughs> With the tracker, also like manipulates the intentions of the, the brain. Bot. <laughs> so
1: a consistent thing is that like restraining right. bolt, right. It, I, I think it was a i think it was a misnomer it's just like it, technically it is a tracker but i think they should have been calling it like the like some bolt mm-hmm. of some some sort because that's the only thing that would
0: alter a droid right. behavior core i hate that i know all <laughs> good, but we all right. good. i actually just remember one more thing that i, I just want to get y'all thoughts on. how'd y'all feel about reva confronting owen and uh, I always forget what the 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 aunt's name is. Uh, Baru, yeah, Baru. and and then obviously Luke later on in the can. I I felt like this kind of came out of left field. It, she was just like, dude, it was it, just like, oh wait, there's a kid. I'm gonna go kill him for for justice or so. I was like, wait, what? Gotta um, kill
3: all the kids.
0: It, it was it was weird, but I what would what, you all think about that?
1: Dude, I I I was not expecting any of that to happen. I I well, I mean like in how it happened right mm-hmm. like i was not expecting lars to fucking to do all that you know right. what i mean like this motherfucker pulled out two glocks from the fucking outlet uh-huh. and they, they just like fought this inquisitor it was it was really cool mm. i'm not gonna lie like i actually that scene is something that like i felt was like if if i think back on it it sounds really stupid, sure. But like actually watching it again, it was it was cool. It, like I, I I can
0: appreciate it, it. It does also kind of show like like right something that they brought up too is like like Luke is not even biologically their kid. Like I, I like it's it's pretty far no, removed sort of thing. Yeah. but you could tell that yeah, they like cousins. Yeah, like they you could tell that they both really care about Luke. Like like you could see the love. And even though Owen likes to complain to Ben and all that other stuff, but like there's a clear love for 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 their child sort of thing. They treat him as their own, which is something that we didn't really get a chance to see unfortunately in in episode four in a new hope so i'm glad it got a bit more fleshed out there go ahead diego
1: yeah and and, because you were saying earlier um like near the beginning you mentioned something about the the what's his name joel edgerton joel edgerton joel yeah dude this fuck, this guy fucking killed it and i was gonna say like he he should have been in more of the show i mean if 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 you know who again who knows what the original script looked like but it it really felt like he had more of a role than the than he ended up having Mm it's still significant and it's like I, I forgot the one line he said where he's like uh like he, he is my own or whatever yeah. like
0: I, I i thought everything every scene that he was a part of was just like he elevated i, it. I even like when when he uh, like goes toe-to-toe with reva like he, he didn't even like flinch sort of thing he was just like nope i ain't got nothing to hide no nope, sort of thing like it was, it was great he's, he's so good yeah
1: and, and I, I forget where I read this, but apparently, like, there was some like I don't know if it was a Legends thing or just like some established canon about like how he's actually like secretly a badass or something. Like there was some there was some off on the sideline somewhere about like how he can hold his own against a bunch of Tuscan Raiders, and mm-hmm. in, in a way that was like, yeah, this motherfucker is crazy. You don't <laughs> sure. live
2: out in the boonies and not know how to defend yourself. <laughs> you kind of have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh
1: yeah exactly it was just like him and his wife just like fuck shit up and and like granted like reba was injured but it was still like goddamn, like there was no he, like he knows what she was right he still didn't hesitate like he didn't know that she wasn't injured right. they were shooting to kill so. that's for sure uh,
2: and i think that also showed that the twins had really and i think that's kind of what the ending episode did is that you saw that the Argonas loved leia like she was mm-hmm. the princess she was so adored and she was, I mean, it's just so funny. Even there were memes about like, oh, Leia's a princess and then Luke's a redneck. Like, or like well, how is that fair?
4: How is that
2: fair? But it's like, oh, but he had love and they obviously right. die for him. Obviously your adopted parents are your parents. And so I thought that, I thought, I think Obi-Wan, I don't want to say he needed to see um, them going so hard for Luke, but I think he did almost need to see it because it was a way of sewing like, Oh, they would, and I know he he knew that. But they would not have been better with Anakin. They would mm-hmm. not have been better with An- Anakin and Padme. I mean, Padme's dead, but like they would, they are where they need to be. Right. Right. Everything and worked I, out. Yes, and I it's it, maybe not exactly how we wanted, but like they are where they need to be, and they're with people who love them, and they will have a good childhood. And I think that was really important for him. Mm-hmm. um to to see and i think i do with reina i to say like i came out of left field it did come out of left field but i get if she's on this extremist path then it's like all right the man who killed all like very direct right almost fanficy where it's like the man who killed all my friends when i was a child he had children he wasn't supposed to i'm gonna go after that child right you know i get that did it feel right not really i
0: like yeah. I think what makes it worse is how quick it happened, like we mentioned before. Yeah. She just got stabbed by the lightsaber, and then we see off-screen that she somehow got okay, got up onto a, another starship somewhere, then flew yeah. between, then no, it was the intelligence. <laughs> it, was, it was like, whoa, this is just like what happened in fucking Dark Knight Rises when Batman yanks his back up and somehow climbs out of a, a pit, and then somehow flies back to God. It was like, whoa, what? What, what is wow. happening? Sorry. Sorry. And, and my final
2: luke note though i know yeah i agree yeah, very ahead. fast my final luke note though was that we do see the um remember okay like ben gets to talk more with luke and get to be that crazy old guy next door which right. is like where a new hope begins with their relationship but also i thought the um even the the x-wing mm-hmm. gift Right. That we see Luke play with at the beginning of A New Hope, mm-hmm. when he's fiddling around in his room, is the same one that Ben gave. Those like little fans, ever see moments that are very sweet but very specific. Mm-hmm. I think that's where these TV shows and these miniseries really shine.
4: Mm-hmm. Honestly,
2: for me, it isn't these big, huge matchups. I think it's these sweet, small world building moments right. that make the overall series richer. Like, like for me, again talking about continuality, but I think of Leia naming her son Ben. Mm-hmm that fit feels nicer now. Because right. afterwards the sequels, we were like, why'd she name it after Ben? She just knew him and he died. Yeah. Now we're like, oh, okay. That makes more sense. So I do have to say, I think that kind of makes things more equitable in my mind. Sure. those moments.
0: Sure. Uh, Jason, anything you want to add about, I, I guess that last scene before we wrap things up?
3: Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Wait, one quick thing about Dark Knight Rises' ridiculousness. So Batman crawls out of the cave, back broken, gets back to Gotham, and also uh, gets a bunch of kerosene. Yeah, <laughs> to make a bat signal, and then get it all the way to line up on that ice river thing, just so they can light uh-huh. it up. Dumb. Um, the uh, what you were harkening back to about uh, Uncle. Oh, oh my God, Lars Owen. Uh, oh Lars I'm Owen Lars. Yeah. Um, he he's like an allegory for like Joseph and like like christianity like he's like the the surrogate father which right. i find like really because like he, he's he's not his kid but he's gonna take care of him right. and like this kid is basically gonna be god or like a jesus figure uh right. so i always found that interesting um when it came to them deciding to run once they heard that riva's coming or an inquisitor is coming to kill them right uh there's a short moment where owen and Baru like talk about it and owen's like we gotta we gotta go like right. we're obviously no match, and then Baru was like, "No, we fight." Well, I like the sentiment that like stand your ground, and and then the fight between uh, Owen and Riva was actually really great. I I'll give right. props of that. Still, I think they should have ran. Like, and they're still staying in Tatooine, knowing that again, leaving Riva alive, knowing they because they don't know her turn, unless I guess maybe Obi Wan tells them like Riva's cool now, don't worry about her, like. Mm-hmm they have this kid that everyone's searching for and they're staying in the same place. And I don't know who taught me that told me this, but this is a mind blow. Why did they keep the last name Skywalker? That's like a big giveaway that there's a Skywalker in Tatooine. So if Darth Vader finds out there's a Skywalker go there, like that's, that's Mm. where your, your old family was and potentially your kid.
0: Maybe, maybe their logic is that like, you know how like there are so many people with the last name Smith Okay in a, gal- in a galaxy, they're like, there's gotta be other Skywalker somewhere, right?
3: Like I mean, maybe there's multiple Change the name. In- like <laughs> you, for the sake of just safety, change the name. Um I, but, uh, I just want to go back yeah.
0: to what uh, Diego said. One uh is that Sorrows' writing kind of bad. Uh and also want to go bad. back to what I want to also go back to what Abby said. All is as the force wills it. Sorry, keep going, Jason.
3: No, no, that's that's all I agree. Uh continuity is nothing. So I I really just got to get that out of my brain. Maybe I'll like the show. Otherwise the writing's still uh, mid, below mid for me. Um oh, yeah. yeah. Um it was it was fine. It Whatever. <laughs> well, I, you
0: know, I mean, you're you're already on it, so I guess like closing thoughts and, and final ratings, man. Is there anything else you want to say to kind of wrap things up? And what would be your final rating for for the show?
3: Um, very unneeded. Uh, complicates things, aggravates, like uh, motives for characters, kind of demeans characters as a whole. Um, this is like a, uh, a moment in like the Disney Star Wars era where they wanted to give us something that we kind of wanted. And they just made it worse. Like they, they purposely just made it worse. Hmm. I, they, the connections. Like uh, same with Mando. Like Mando season two. Well, I liked it more than Boba Fett. It did that whole thing where it kind of corners itself in this universe where like it's basically just cameo fest. And then bring Luke into it. Kind of just once you get Luke in Mando two, there's nowhere to go from there. To a point sure. where even Boba Fett had to bring back Luke because like Luke is the end all be all in this canon because legends doesn't matter anymore that extended universe doesn't matter um so like they kind of corner themselves and in this case they just wrote themselves into a discontinuity mess and uh it wasn't that great <laughs> so i give it a, a two I'd give it a two out of ten.
0: Two out of ten okay all right diego how about you oh man can i go last <laughs> sure <laughs> okay abby you want to go ahead
2: yeah, we're jumping up. That's like it's a seven for me. Um, so it was like more than average. Very fun. I like had fun. Mm-hmm. Was it great? Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there a lot of things that needed help? Yes. Um, again, going back to that phone level zero. Was I enthralled? Did I watch every week? Yes. Mm-hmm. What did I not know what was happening? Yes, I was did not know what way it was going to turn. Um, were there lots of very sweet potent moments that I think spoke to the overall series yes Mm -hmm. um yeah I'm curious again what we've talked about a bit with Qui-Gon and I I do I am also actually in the camp that I don't think it needs a season two I think that's getting into a bit of like a silly territory sure in my opinion um I just I, I don't know where they're gonna go. Like I even said at the beginning of this podcast, like this, I was like, all right, we did that. But then I'm like, I really don't know mm-hmm. where we would go in a season two. And I guess maybe more Qui-Gon, but I just don't think it's necessary. And I don't think Liam Neeson wants to do that.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So it's just I don't see the I think there are so many other stories to be told in the universe um that I would rather put our, you know, energy into mm-hmm. than doing a season two of this. Yeah.
0: Uh, here, here, here's what I'll say about that, Abby. I'm sure that Liam Neeson didn't want to do Taken Three, and then he saw the paycheck, and he was like, "Okay." And <laughs> then he was like, "All right." He was I'm like, bitch. "You son of a bitch, I'm in." It <laughs> <laughs> was just like me and Diego when we saw the trailer for this.
1: You're uh, like, "All right,
2: yeah."
0: <laughs> <laughs> what What's the
1: equivalent? The Star Wars equivalent of that, like 47 take shot, or whatever.
3: you're Come about the fence scene. Yeah, the f- fence just...
0: Yeah what what is what is this show's moment that is like I don't that? think anything's as bad as forty seven takes. Forty seven takes is a lot.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Um I don't think it had that issue where it was too many takes, too many yeah. cuts, but
1: Or I uh, some but but something as ridiculous as that. I guess it would just be the chase scene, right?
2: Oh yeah, the chase yeah. scene was so goofy. The, Silly. Both
0: chase scenes yeah. are all, like like Obi Wan's trying to chase this girl around and like like what's space Hong Kong like, and no one can catch. Like she, like you're all adults. Like she's like seven.
3: This shouldn't be that difficult. I, like, every what? three strides for her is one adult <laughs> stride. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: <laughs> Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast.
0: Gotta go fast. <laughs> all right, Diego.
1: It's it's hard because I can't give it a numerical value. That's okay. It is like, it is it is as. It is worse than I had feared, but also better, than I was expecting. In it's a way very way.
0: poetic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because you know they they fucking it it's it's hard because it it's impossible to go into this without any expectations. Like we were saying, yeah. like like. I, I like having just watched Boba Fett and, and I was like so fucked up about it, I'm like th- I felt like I was about to watch like the best show so far. And then just like as soon as episode three finished, I was like, oh no. Okay. And and just like when it came to watching this show's trailer and they fucking hooked me in with Duel of the Fates, I'm like, I know I'm falling for it. And and I know it's gonna disappoint me, but it's just it's gonna happen. Right. And it did. So really, at the end of the day, whose fault is it? It's fucking mine. Sure. That's why that, that's why I canceled my Disney Plus subscription after I finished the last episode <laughs> because I'm not gonna fall for this shit again. That being said, I I did very much enjoy it. it. It was like every week. It was like, oh, it's Wednesday. I'm very excited to go and watch the show and see what happens. Um, uh, and and I think it's great that we got to see more of Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. and then it's like some fresh stuffs thrown in there. But I really hate how it turned up. Uh, because I, I think there's like, there's like two camps of the people who enjoyed the show. And it's like, just like Star Wars fans, who, and there's like nothing wrong with this. It's just like people who like thought Return of the Jedi was going to be the last Star Wars anything ever. And then suddenly prequels came out. They're excited to see that. And they don't care about how it was. And, sure. then, and then like Revenge of the Sith comes out. People are like, yep, that's the last Star Wars anything ever at all. And then suddenly the sequel movies happen. It's just like, oh wow, there's like these three new movies and this like these shows and stuff like more Star Wars. Like that's awesome, and and I'm really happy for the people that can enjoy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate fun. I, I despise fun. It's not for me. <laughs> I want suffering. Yeah. So what an edge lord. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm in the camp that has enjoyed this show, but I need to pick it apart endlessly because I know how much better something. The star wars could be right because i've experienced it but it's also just hard because this is like the prequels are like up there right it's like my childhood it's it's very like like i have entire value systems based on (laughs) star wars and that comes from enjoying the prequels so i'm i'm going to give this one a
0: fuck me why does this exist out of 10 (laughs) I can say that that's a historic long run podcast First, No one's ever given a rating like that before. So no, uh, no they I, have not. Diego has certainly made history on this podcast. Uh, I, I mean, we just spent three hours talking about this, so I'll, I'll try to be quick. Basically. I think there's a lot of really good things about the show. And we talked, I think the performances by Will McGregor and Hayden Christensen are great. I, I love um, Princess Leia's uh, uh, actor who I'm forgetting, but I think her performance is great. And even like, there's no performances I think are awful. I, I think, the characters are always fine. The actors are always good. It's always the writing and like the the, the, the premises that that is where the show falters. And I've already talked about, it. there's so many times in the show, I'm just like, I don't know what y'all are thinking, how that even got past? Like, oh yeah, this is great. Go ahead. Like got the green light sort of thing. Um, but there's also some really, really great moments that uh, I, I definitely am happy that I saw personally and, and that we were able to experience that as fans. So um, I, I think that, in some ways it's worse than boba fett in some ways it's better than boba fett um it, it has higher highs but also lower lows so for me I, I and honestly I, i'd have to give it a rental I, I think that this is something that if you're a big star wars fan you should definitely check out um but if you're not you know like it, you're not really missing all that much to be quite honest with you um I, i'll say this i'm um, I'm getting real fucking sick and tired of, of like where Star Wars is at the moment in the same in the sense of like we always go back to the same fucking characters and the same fucking like can we like please just like we're done with the Skywalkers. Can we please go to a different yes. era? Like, the Old Republic or or, or Abby, I know in, in the previous EU, you were a big fan of, like, super post, like, the Skywalkers, yeah. like, the, the grandchildren and stuff. Like, Give
2: me Jada and Jason. Where are yeah, they? Like,
0: like can, can we just get away? Like, I feel like we're in the same neighborhood for, like, four, like 50 years at this point. Like, I'm... Mara Jade. Mara Jade, like, where, is, where yeah. is my red queen? Like, like, my God. Like, can we please just evolve and, and leave this stuff behind? And I get... Like, I totally understand that people are excited, and, that, and that's totally okay. Like Diego said, if this is for you and you enjoy it, that's fine. But I think that's where I'm at when it comes to Star Wars. Is just like, I'm kind of just sick and tired of us always having to go to the same well. And be like, hey, remember Luke Skywalker? Remember that? You're like,
2: back on Tatooine, baby. Yeah. Oh,
0: Tatooine again? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> this time it's Jakku. It's a different desert planet. It's like, oh, my oh. God, guys. Um, I think that's... It's like poetry. It rhymes. rhymes. <laughs> jar jar he's the key uh so i i i think that in that that's kind of where i am um I, I don't know if they need a creative shakeup. like maybe kathleen kennedy like you know takes a bow and they get someone else I, I don't know what the solution is to be honest with you um maybe dave filoni what does she even do i feel like she's she's like racist youtubers like boogeyman I, I, probably kathleen kennedy but I, I she's supposed to be the, the the head of lucasfilm sort of thing um i, I just think they need a kevin Feige s person and that's not it's easier said than done. Like, literally, it's only one of a kind, like Kevin Feige. Everyone else has tried to emulate it and failed. So it's obviously easier said than done, but... Um, I mean, Filoni could be I, I would love for Filoni to be that guy, but I don't know if he wants to be it. Um, and the other thing I'll say is, is something that I echoed before, and I know, Abby, you mentioned it too. Um, I, what people have done to, people, to actors like Moses Ingram and other actors involved with Star Wars, like, unacceptable, inexcusable. Fuck off with that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, do not do that. There's no reason to do anything like that. Um, but that's all. I, re- I Again, it's a rental overall. Uh, but of course, that ends this review. I want to thank all the people, Jason, Abby, and Diego for coming on to the show. Uh, but before we go, of course, uh, start with you, Diego. Is there any shout outs you give, any words you want to say to the people? How can they follow you? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> well, my Twitter's on private right now
1: because I'm trying to apply for a social media job and I would hate for them to look at my Twitter right okay. now. Um, but it is at storm sold at okay <laughs> uh <laughs> otherwise i don't know i got nothing thank you adam for having me on thank you for coming on man um i could i i could talk to you for about this show exactly for about six more hours but you have a life we all have lives i don't I, yes I, do. I don't quite yet. yes you do okay but i i don't actually got to be up for work in six hours so i could keep talking about it but either way i love and appreciate you adam and you're
0: an amazing person
2: oh thanks retweet
0: i appreciate you d i appreciate that a lot abby any words you want to say to the people and shout outs you want to give how can the people follow you
2: huge adam fan thank you adam always for having me on i love being here it's always good time you have good people you have good taste in people good taste in shows um i am abby underscore sherlock A B B Y underscore s-h-e-r-l-o-c-k and all social media platforms and I love Star Wars, so thank you for having me. I, at the core of it, like us talking about this so in-depth for so long, I think just shows the power that this franchise holds.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I Retweet, for sure. Retweet, for sure. And last but certainly not least, the man we've waited for six years to finally see you back. Jason, it's a pleasure, of course. Uh, any shout-outs you want to give, words you want to say to the people? How can they follow you? How can they see what you're doing? Because you're doing some cool stuff out there in L.A.
3: Uh, Before I gush about my love for you, Adam, and how happy I am that we've been able to reconnect, I want to mention one thing. If they do another Star Wars series, you got to get some redemption for Jar Jar. You got to be a you got to be some (coughs) Jedi Jar Jar going on. Uh, For those that can't see, because I think this is an audio podcast, I have a Jedi Jar Jar. Make that a thing. Um, uh, But no, no, thank you so much for having me. It's been six years, which is blows my mind. Um, I'm so happy we were able to reconnect. And uh, I'd love yeah. to talk to you after this for hours on end. Um, you could find me at TurnYourJSOFF, T U R N U R J A S O F F. Kind of like JSON, JSOFF. It's a dumb joke. No one ever gets it. Um, thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to do more. If you'd love to have me back, I'd love to be back.
0: Dude, I, listen, the Andor show is coming out. So we'll, I'll sure watch we'll do it. A review on that. I'll pick it up part. Um, and we'll have you, of course, your social media uh, uh, in the description. You know, whenever you're doing shows, man, let the people know so that they can come out and see you. Uh, yes, if anyone's in, in LA. the
3: LA area, come on by. I have a few shows at Fresh Fresh Comedy, at 2Q Brothers, and there's a, at Show and Tell. At Show Tell Show. Um, yeah, come on by if anyone's in the LA area. Free shows and free drinks and free good times.
1: If, if I ever make the
0: esports mandated pilgrimage to
1: <laughs> LA again. Diego, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll,
0: I'll, <laughs> Definitely trying to make my way out there, man. Just oh, to, yeah. to see you and, and support you. Also, fun fact: I forgot to mention this before. Jason is actually one of the first. Was one of the people I saw Star Wars: The Force Awakens when it first came out. There's a picture of us. We went to IHOP like 5 a.m. It's a great memory.
3: You uh, have the photo? Classic. I don't have the photo. Have the Please photo.
0: Send it. I'll, I'll I'll post it in the chat. It's a great That's
2: photo. So sweet. Please send yeah.
0: that. So so me and Jason go go way way back for sure. Re-
1: real quick. Speaking of Andor i am not fucking
0: resubscribing so adam you're coming over and we're gonna watch <laughs> <Okay>. it together <laughs> watch party watch party indeed <laughs> Watch uh, party. Uh, of course uh, i want to give a big shout out to uh, of course the, the, the people who came on i appreciate all of you coming on for three hours of your very very valuable time we're all adults so we're all busy but always means the world and of course anyone who listens to or watches this episode of the podcast couldn't thank you all enough for the support i know we're, we're a little uh uh, sporadic with our uploads, but we're going to try and be as consistent as we possibly can. Next review is probably going to be Stranger Things or Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm not sure which one, but we'll definitely try to get those in the bag. Oh shit, Thor's yeah, coming out. Yeah, uh, Thor's coming out. Our boy Tyka, he's back. Um, and uh, if you want to follow me, uh, of course you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore with, Bomb with two M's. Of course follow and subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite platforms be like Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Uh, support the show, uh, if you can. Uh, I'm not really asking for money, but like, um, I I think that for for us, like we we don't do this for that, and we just love talking about the things that we love with the people that we love, and uh, we're always grateful for people who, who want to tune in. Uh, but until then, uh, see you guys until the next episode. I actually forget how I usually conclude these, but take care of yourselves uh, and
5: peace out.